0: Exploding Heads, Horror Movie Podcast, episode number 66. I'm Dave Z. I'm Christian L.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're not Christian L. You're Frankie Cheeks. Frankie Cheeks? (laughs) That's his pet name for me. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) You guys don't know who Frankie Cheeks is? You're using my daughter to talk to him? Frankie Cheeks from Final Destination 3. (laughs) he always brings it back Motorhead oh yeah (laughs) the minute I saw that guy I'm like that's Christian Frankie Cheeks and who's who's this nasally cute guy I am Clear Rivers (laughs) I'm Stormy Rivers (laughs) I'm Stormy Daniels (laughs) aka Brandon there you go
2: see
0: professional professional in professional (laughs) out professional (laughs) well we're trying we're trying tonight final destination one through five boom all of them rock and roll we're doing full reviews they're gonna be spoiler reviews check it out (laughs) y'all oh yeah freddy versus jason how about that patreon members know what we're talking about but if you're not a patreon member you don't know what we're talking about but we were going to try to do a little weekly not weekly a little news show talking about horror news and releases whenever we wanted to do it but Drop it on Tuesdays. Brandon and I recorded them one night, recorded one of them one night. Had a lot of fun for an hour and 20 minutes. And I fucked up. And as a result, it, the, the, the camera was just on Brandon. So we decided we don't want to put it out that way because he's sitting there listening while I'm talking. It just wouldn't have worked on you. Oh,
1: it was a great fuck up for listeners. So they really got to stare at this pretty face. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but usual, as usual, his head was like framed in the bottom left corner of the screen. What do you he's mean? Always... I'm, usually, I'm usually in the bottom right. I thought he's Whatever. always
3: off center.
0: He's always off center. That's, that's all You're we stared get. Stared at down. his I'm... forehead. I'm off center. What's that? You staring <laughs> at your forehead the whole show. At least he's not, you know, fucking white as a ghost. You know
2: what? He was after I was done with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. That's the biggest
1: compliment you could pay me. <laughs> nice. No, yeah.
0: So, yeah, we, it's on the Patreon. Uh, we didn't want to put that out as our first one. It wouldn't be a good cool representation to the YouTube crowd. But we're slowly getting there. Hopefully by the time this comes out, another one of those has dropped and uh, Freddy vs. Jason has, has taken off. We'll see. But as long as I'm mentioning Patreon, we do have a few new members on there. So hopefully, yeah, they got to enjoy, you know, the the Freddie vs. Jason fuck up. It was still fun. It was fun to watch and listen to, I think. And, you know, we had fun doing it. So,
2: you know, they also got the early access because the uh, Return of the Living Dead episode dropped this earlier this evening and they would have gotten the uh, notification that it was ready for them to, to listen to.
0: Boom. Yeah, everything comes early. You know what I mean? Quicker than Brandon does. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's pretty quick. I don't know <laughs> if you want to make those claims.
0: I'll tell you what, it's better to come quickly than to be the opposite.
1: Absolutely. Or, what what the hell am I waiting for? Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. You don't I want to get
1: done. Guy. I got stuff to do. Let me finish right. and go to bed. It's good podcasting to get to.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine having sex and, and not completing? I mean, has it ever happened to, it's happened to me? I, 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 I'm not saying it's never happened, it's just, but I'm saying that sucks when that happens. That's all I'm saying. That's because that's that's
2: you're high on coke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still not. having trouble imagining having sex. <laughs> 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 Indeed. Well, new patrons. Charlene is on there. All access. Thank you. you. Thanks, Charlene. Thanks, we love Charlene. I, I I do love you, honey, man. She she's great. she's, yeah, she's awesome, isn't she? She's very supportive. She she loves us, and we love her. And a new person by the name of James Dean. He is a uh, is porn real star? Name? He's a porn
1: star. <laughs> he's, a porn star.
0: <laughs> he's a porn star, James Dean. Oh, well, he's on there, man. So it's,
1: it's either not seen the porn star or the deceased actor. I'm going <laughs> porn star. <laughs> yeah. Hey. yeah, I think. It- if that's the case, I want a dollar for every inch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not well, yeah. You can boost up. Yeah, maybe, maybe we get twelve.
1: <laughs> you, you want a dollar for every inch? I'll give you uh, what five dollars and forty-seven cents.
0: Five and a half. huh? you're still only slightly below average.
1: Actually, I'm I'm a little bigger than that, but but average, believe it or not, because every guy. Look, I, I don't want to say every guy. Average is not six. I looked it up up recently. It's actually five point two. What? Yeah. Can we get that out there more? (laughs) (laughs) If any
2: episode goes viral, I want it to be this one. I'm
1: shocked. The average erect (laughs) penis size is actually like five point two inches.
0: Five point. That's me flaccid. Holy shit. Oh, oh, here he (laughs) goes. Here he goes. Hey, God only gives you so much. You only have so many gifts. You got. To, to flaunt them a little bit and be happy with them when you have them. I'm sorry. I, I'm not a braggart, but what little things I do have, I put out there, man. And I put in there. I mean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to put that out there so this way when they realize that I'm like just over six inches, I could be like, I am way above average.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, nice. I'm
2: bored on I had on no <laughs> clue we were starting the show with this. I didn't plan on
1: how it. Did, I, how did this come up? I don't James know, Dean. but I
0: got tons of tips and oh, tricks, but I, I don't James. know if we... <laughs> James Dean, thank you for signing up on Patreon. Look what you... Because of that, you got to be involved in the opening bit. See, that's what it is. You get on Patreon, who knows what can come out of it.
1: We really digress there. I really don't know why we're talking about yeah, this. It's but, crazy. I don't know. didn't even
0: Whoa.
2: get into doing the whole shaved look, so just visually, it gives you a half-inch curve. <laughs>
0: Do, you, do when you measured it, B, did you measure? Did you sh- uh, shaving doesn't matter. Did you use a tape measure or a ruler?
1: Ruler. You gotta measure ruler.
0: Okay. And you, you push down through the hairs, correct?
1: You, you know what? That's actually the way they tell you to measure. Of course. I don't but but you don't want, I don't like to push <laughs> who, it all the way who in. Who tells you who told you to measure that way? Cork like is the movie? Look, if you look it up on the internet because you, they can't <laughs> push all the way down ta- to the pubic bone. They do that's
2: tell right. you that. Hey, you never use a hard ruler. I use like the soft, like as if you're measuring for a shirt. I use a oh, soft tape. No, I use, tape. The hard tape yeah. I use well, a hard a Yeah, metal. The tape measure out. sounds like metal. I'm, a I'm using like a paper tape, tape measure. Tape
1: measure. And, I just and, have wait. my tailor measure me. And then you go <laughs> under.
2: You go under the ball so you can push in. No, there's not. all these Don't tricks. Do it
1: under. You gotta go on top. You gotta go on top. under is cheating. If you go from underneath, I'm like. cheating. You go from underneath, I'm like eight inches. I'm like <laughs> You don't measure for the back of your asshole. You gotta it's gotta be like a like a I'm not measuring for the back of my asshole, I'm measuring for the back of my father's asshole. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm eight I'm eight inches from the back of his to the front of mine.
0: <laughs> oh god, where have we gone? Yet? Now you've done it. And if you now wanna you... If, you, if you wanna hear that, get on Patreon patreon.com slash exploding heads maybe we'll talk dirty about your name and what it you know resulted in oh, thanks james who, who dean was,
1: yeah who was it who said that i probably will not be directing guardians of the galaxy part Four? oh that was somebody me. Was that, you? <laughs> that was me yeah okay yeah. Hey,
2: so what you say on this show yeah there's no um, directing yeah. gig for you in the future yeah that's all right
0: you're out you're out <laughs> That's it. One quick thing I want to say. oh, speaking of out. I have to. I have to do this because it was requested. <clears throat> Take the easy way out. Take the shortcut home. Take the easy way out. Dave Z can't be
2: wrong. No. Oh fuck! I wish, I wish we were recording this, folks. You don't understand the passion. <laughs> That went into that <laughs> performance. Brandon can attest to what that I just was, witnessed.
1: That yeah. was, I got chills. Yeah. I got chills. It I was thought that- Robert Pepper was right here with us.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there <laughs> was
1: passion. Tears. and People know Robert Tepper is the uncle of one of my closest friends growing up.
0: Yep. And
1: yep. Uh, the hair stood up. You gave me chills. Buddy.
0: It has to come from somewhere. That's why I, I sing. That's why
1: hey, it hey, sounds it good. It came from that five point two blasted down there. <laughs> <laughs> if I sung, it would have been a lot shorter rendition.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Well, that was requested. So I love, I I love the I love the patent Indeed. Indeed. And I forgot who requested it. And I love you guys. And I, I was just talking to you yesterday. And I'm, everyone knows I got a shit fucking brain. So. I-, I forgot who it was, but it was fun talking about it. By the end of the show, uh, it- it'll pop up. So yeah, Mr. Easy Way Out, that's me. And somebody wanted to hear me sing, so somebody asked me to sing. Damn it, I'm gonna do it. So we know <laughs> you were gonna do it
1: anyway. Yeah. I had a feeling.
0: I haven't thought about that song in so long.
1: It's a great but song.
0: Let me pimp something. Everyone, not everyone. Some people may know that since I got into my house, I've been collecting posters. And I said I was going to it and I didn't get into my house and I got my, my whole situation down here room 237 is I like to call it and you know I'm I'm doing the whole poster thing. So I'm being very discerning when it comes to shopping as I always am. I research. I don't just blindly go on eBay and spend $20 on a poster. I search, I do this, I do that. I bob, I weave. I do the best I can do. So now He need bobs. You need bobs. I bob's. Uh, I'm going to kneel on bob right now because I'll tell you what. This dude here he has a website. It's called com. Oh, look at this guy. Just because Banana Laser finally came back after
2: 25 years, Isn't everything's banana with this guy.
0: I Here's the fucked up part. I, d- I did this Banana Road thing with him, and the guy's name that runs it that I've been talking to on, online, his name is Matt. I kid you not. <laughs> so Matt's and bananas. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Banana Matt's. I don't know, but it's fucked up. But after I talked to this guy, Matt, from Banana Road, then we recorded the Banana Leaser Return special. But it's pretty fucked up. But anyway, uh, Banana
3: Road. Brandon and I didn't
2: (laughs) listen at a protest. You didn't listen? No, No, I did
3: I
1: listened. We're We're boycotting the show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, A lot of times posters... You know, they start at $10, and they're shipping, and this and that, and you look on eBay, and you look on Amazon, and, you know, I'm looking off for good deals. I found this place. Like I said, it's called BananaRoad.com. I bought three posters. They were going for like seven ninety nine or eight ninety nine each, and that is a damn good price for posters, and when you buy posters, you don't know for sure how they're going to look when they get here, if they're going to be knock off, how they're going to look, or any of that shit. These posters are all quality posters and for twenty five dollars you get free shipping so i go on there and i buy three posters delivered to my house for twenty five dollars i'll tell you what great great deal
1: yeah i checked out that site because i asked you about it and it's he's got he's got a nice selection too Mm -hmm. i wonder if you contact him if he could uh seek out other stuff i'm sure he'll look around if you're looking for stuff in particular
2: I gotta find out if he ships to Canada. I looked at a guy in Toronto, just outside Toronto. Great name. No fucking bananas in his name. It's called Poster Mortem. Oh, wow. That's a fucking cool name. He's at a lot of the horror conventions, the local horror conventions. He will be at the Niagara one and he'll be at the Toronto one later in this fall. I was just, I just sent him a message really quickly on uh, Facebook. He responded within 15 minutes. We didn't talk prices or anything like that because I was looking for Return to the Living Dead. He says that is. So hard to come by, and if you oh, find it? it, it is ridiculously expensive. Eight ninety nine
0: Banana Road, but yeah, I think he deals with originals. What do you mean by originals? One that ones that actually were in a fucking movie theater. Alone? What's the yeah? Device? I don't think.
2: Well, okay, I'm just saying that that's what I think he's This poster motor dude is dealing with, and he's going to
1: well, charge yeah. you
0: fucking ridiculous amounts of money. Well, okay, there hey,
1: are hey. like rarer posters. I mean, you're talking about like reprints and stuff versus like the original. I don't want the
2: original fucking Mona Lisa, but I think that's yeah. what he was selling. I'll take the reprint. I'll take the $7.99.
0: What's with
1: what what you guys only shopping at places that have uh, titles of previous shows you've been on? <laughs> poster, <right>. poster, mortem. <laughs> wow, you're right. That's very true. <laughs> what, what? Where else have you looked? TGI posters? <laughs>
0: Oh, I went to Skeleton so, Posters the other skeleton so, day. Skeleton Posters. So, Brandon, where are you
2: get your posters from?
0: ABCs, hidden posters. ABC's <laughs> a Hidden Posters. ABCs of Hidden
1: Posters. It's a great not a bad title. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not bad. 22 <laughs> posters of, uh, of Moods. <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> I Does Moods have posters?
1: Oh, yeah. Moods, you know, I love the setup you got going. Moods has got an awesome setup. He just did on his YouTube channel a quick man cave tour of his room. And it's... Stacked with posters and funk and some funkos, it's a really cool setup. I definitely recommend you guys checking that out. It's like it's a a short video, too, like less than 10 minutes. I think it's awesome. Yeah,
0: posters, check them out, man. They're good posters. I I was kind of when I bought them, I was a little bit like, Well, I don't know for that price, we'll see, you know, because it's hard to do. I mean, it's not you go online, like I just ordered a Suspiria one and ended up being $17.95. For for that, for a 24 by 36, which is what I get, I end up getting it for $10 because eBay sent me this coupon and it said $10 off an order on eBay. So I was like, holy shit, now I'll do it. See, I don't like to spend more than 10 on a poster, just like I don't like to spend more than 15 on a Blu ray. Although, all fucking though, I really have spent more than 15 on those fucking Screen Factory collectors this past uh, couple weeks. Holy shit. But that's. Yeah,
1: but you know, (laughs) those are special circumstances. Let me let me ask you something though. When you buy posters, are you OCD where you will only buy rolled posters?
0: Of course, I don't want creases in my posters. They have. Okay, no, I'm just
1: I'm just asking because like sometimes maybe all you can find is you know folded.
0: I will have fuck folded. I, what's these have creases on your freaking poster forever, it's, it's well, amateur. Oh, I well, can't. it's funny because
1: yeah. Scream Factory used to send their posters folded. That's I got why the, I never I, got them. I got the carry limited edition. They came folded. I never hung them up. I just keep them in <laughs> – I have them in an envelope. <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> yeah. now, now Scream Factory, they roll everything. Good. Yeah.
0: Light it up. Roll, roll it, up. Yeah. it up. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they roll everything, baby. Yeah.
1: We'll We'll go down to Banana Road.
0: in the middle of banana road
1: (laughs) okay are we doing a show tonight or not (laughs) this
0: is
2: not your fucking weekly bullshit show this is actually one of our episodes here hey the the bullshit is my favorite part
0: maybe next week will just be a bullshit show how's that we'll just do that for fucking two and a half hours can i
2: start can i can i just say my general feelings
3: you could do whatever
2: you want buddy Final Destination is the Millennium's answer to Friday the 13th. This is the Friday the 13th of the Millennium. These movies are all fun. These movies are quick to watch. Follows the same formula. And with the exception of maybe the last one, throws in a little bit of nudity here and there. With part three being, I think, the most gratuitous.
1: Nice. Yeah, part three was great. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
0: When they're dancing in the friggin' thing. (laughs) In the tanning
2: bed. Oh, he's
0: singing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, oh yeah, sorry. That was a
2: segue for more singing. Whatever reason, we left this off the slasher show, because I guess it was an unseen entity, and that's the reason we didn't include it, but this could easily be considered a slasher series.
1: A lot of people do consider it a slasher, and I'll leave. I even... My thoughts, I'll even say that I think it is a slasher. I still would never include it on the list for that purpose. It just doesn't feel right not having a physical entity.
0: I agree. That's that's just – that's the only reason why. And as far as Friday the 13th, I will agree with that comparison, how it's formulaic and and great kills, which is what you want. I'm also going to add a little bit to that. Final destination is to scream what Nightmare on Elm Street – was to Friday the 13th. Think about it, Friday the 13th came out, 1980, the slasher boom went bananas, it was all, everyone did what they did, and then Nightmare came out and put a supernatural spin on it, and did some shit. Same shit happened, 1996, screen drops, we get a bunch of carbon copy ones, a lot of them shitty, and then in 2000, four years later, Final Destination comes out, with a supernatural spin on it, and does that. Very similar. Oh, okay.
1: But yeah, I, like that. Yeah. I like that comparison, minus the shitty Scream part, because I I think all four are fairly solid. No, no, but, no, no, uh, no. I didn't
0: mean the, the Scream movies being shitty. Like I'm saying like – uh, Urban other Legend, Valentine,
2: even though I like some of those ones. Oh,
1: okay. Oh, okay. I know what
0: you did last summer. All the other ones that were subpar, you know, Scream ripoffs, if you will. That, that Just like yeah. with when when Friday the 13th came out, we saw a lot of Friday the 13th knockoffs. Same thing. Now, Nightmare on Elm Street came along and turned the slasher genre on its ass, subgenre. And then Final Destination came, and it turned that, pardon me for saying it, but slasher subgenre on its ass again by, by doing this. That's all yeah. I'm saying.
1: And this, I'll, I'll agree, this, was a, this is a really fun franchise, and I'm glad we chose to do this. But I do think there's some missed opportunities with this franchise, because I think that it's a very smart franchise, and they don't really take advantage of, of some of the creativity that they have in here. Some
2: oh. do, some don't. And I think they do take the easy way out, but for the cheap thrills, they take but, the but, easy way but, out. Uh, I was gonna say, but Dave isn't. Should they, I, know, I, you have to sing? I will tell you, not one of these movies fails. I I have oh, I can't I couldn't believe my ratings for these films. Oh, holy fuck, yeah, I don't I, don't
1: I don't I don't I really don't think any fail. I just think that some are much lazier than others. Particularly when you get later on into them, but uh... I have one that has a major flaw in it. I told you both
2: while we were watching these over text that there's a major flaw in part three, yet my rating doesn't reflect the fact that it has a major flaw. Right, wow. because
1: it's because it's fun and entertaining. Exactly.
2: Yeah, I think one fails
1: miserably. You,
2: miserably. I, let me guess. I'll, I'll I'll tell you right now. Part well, four. based based on <laughs> if what if you I,
0: can't tell, then, well, then
2: something's wrong with you. Oh, okay. Well, I think because he's he's been very vocal about part two, but I think he still thinks it's fun. So I'm going to say it's part four.
1: It's got to be part four. If he thinks part two failed and he and he talks up four over two, I quit the show.
0: I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, <I wouldn't>, exactly. <laughs> Give me some credit. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah, I should, think we, one should,
1: we should we get into it? Let's start with the first one. Yeah. You want to start, start with a
0: different
1: one? <laughs> you ready to roll right in? Let's do it. Let's go for That's it. Right. Go. I Final Destination from 2000, directed by James Wong. After a teenager has a terrifying vision of him and his friends dying in a plane crash, he prevents the accident, only to have death hunt them down one by one.
0: Boom. Okay, let's go to two. Boom. Boom. All right.
2: <laughs> Ratings. Ratings. Final
0: Destination 2. <laughs> Come on Flight 180, you guys know what this was supposed to be? An episode of the X-Files? Yes. Yeah, pretty great. That's what it started of? uh, The script? Flight 180. It was was originally written as an X-Files episode. Wow. Isn't that something?
1: And it's all based on an actual flight that crashed going to Paris. And there was a group of high school students on vacation. I mean, it's all true, which is even crazier to me. I I thought to myself, I'm like, wow, you know, when I read that, I thought, like, can you imagine if if 9-11 had happened before this movie got released? I don't think we'd get this franchise.
0: That's true. That's true. That would not have happened with the plane. You're right. That was much.
1: And I think the first 35 minutes of the first Final Destination, if you've never seen any of them, you'll watch this. and, And you might be disappointed because the setup in the first 30, 35 minutes is almost perfect oh it's beautiful it's I so do. well done it's so well done it it hasn't become the final destined franchise final destination franchise until after that point well, it's like it's a seriously toned film for that first 35 minutes and that's
2: why the ones directed by james is it wang or wong, wong. Well, wong. i got the r- wang wong uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh Sorry, Uh, the final destination. That's why one and three take the time to set it up,
0: and uh,
2: and and where I'm going with it. I mean, I understand three is a roller coaster, and we can get to the motif of that after as well. But there's there's a setup. We're talking about the first turning point being the accident, whereas the ones directed by David Ellis, two and four, it's the opening, almost the opening sequence. Yeah, sure. Sort of. It's a totally different sort of spin, and that build-up is, is what makes it, and, and you're right, it's great, and it's great because the characters are likable. You relate to these these, these people. They make, even the, the dick character, you kind of can understand why he's being a little bit of a dick. Like, everybody, everybody works well as the ensemble cast, I guess, is where I'm going with it. I'm not saying that this is a super intelligent script. They could have focused more on the intelligent parts brandon like yeah. there's some great things but i think a lot of, some of it is heavy handed but it makes it fun like when the when they're in the airport and it goes terminal 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 terminal
1: and- well those those little premonitions and clues that are thrown at the viewer i mean they're they're non-stop throughout the whole series there's literally hundreds per movie that, that we probably even miss everything, you know, from flashing, you know, the 1 a.m., the zero becomes an eight, and it, you know, every, every little thing, even the opening with that, with the hanging skeletons, you got, you know, the fan making sounds, you got Death of a Salesman is one of the books. Uh, you see pictures of people in a guillotine. Uh, this is the end is playing, you know, it's it just there's nonstop clues throughout. But I think the focus of, once they realize that, that death is, is coming back around to, to get them because they cheated it, there, there's just so much more to be explained, and I feel like they just kind of stay on the surface of that and just kind of get, maybe take the easy way out of it. No,
2: see, I, that, that's where, actually, funny enough, I said, I wonder if this movie would have played out better with no exposition, with them, with him maybe kind of figuring out what he feels like is happening, but... In this one, I think they really dive deep and say, "Oh my God, we cheated death because of the whole Tony Todd thing. He's coming after us. It's in this, it's in this pattern or this plan." And like that's where I think the movie gets bogged down. Actually, I think. The oh no, I think great. that's
1: the. I think that's the strongest part of the first one. I think that's why the first one is and, and my I, personal favorite.
2: <laughs> okay, well, I was going to say because I actually check out. The only part I check out in the first movie when he's trying to cheat death and do the botulism thing and and he's in the cabin by himself. It's a 10 minute segment of the film. Maybe a little less. And I figured they could take that; they could have taken that right out. You know what? And it wouldn't have affected the movie at all.
1: They could have taken that True. out, but that leads to a great revelation, that scene. I do feel like that scene does drag because I don't necessarily love it. Him in the cabin taping everything up. He's losing his mind. He's talking. But that leads to that cool revelation where he realizes that he never switched seats and that he wasn't next and that it was actually clear who's next, and that's why he ultimately leaves the cabin. Yeah, but he
0: could have got that revelation anywhere. Exactly. Why, why does he have to go to the cabin to get that, uh, uh, you know? Because, because he's
1: lost his mind. He's he's prepared to hold up there and and keep himself safe. I mean, if he's not in there, he's, he's thinks he's next. It wouldn't make sense, given the fact he's done so much research. That's what I like about his character. He's really intelligent about it and really dives deep into what's going on, looking for clues, whereas in later sequels, a few of them re- bring callbacks to the first two movies and you and, and say, you know, this happened before. But as we get into, like, the last three films, it, it's like nobody's ever heard of Flight 180, nobody's ever heard of an, any of this happening before, and nobody's even really interested in researching it. They wow. just sort of get the general idea that this is what's happening and we're just going to...
2: Well there's a reason for that in the fifth one but Yeah, yeah, obviously. obviously.
1: And and that's yeah, and that's a great a great twist and that that saves the fifth one, I think. That's great. Oh, we'll that. get well I'll
2: get back to, to get to that one too just because yeah. you saying saves I'm, I'm a little uh, Yeah, that's I agree. Because yeah. I'm I'm uh, this this series could easily have two movies and it would have been perfect, I think.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I, I you know what? I- I'm kind of with
2: you <laughs> yeah
1: but i'm not yeah. but I'm not against the other ones I'm just saying no well
0: one but that... <laughs> <laughs> one
1: I'm against but I think still... this, I think this movie works best as a, as a trilogy to be honest well what, what oh, since we're talking about it all, just name the movies and then we'll
2: get into it deeper maybe then what I'm obviously saying one and five As it, am I Yep.
1: one two and five you I need to... two you need two two oh, is oh, actually two. Is because really? two is the only one that shows that death can be defeated, that you can actually cheat death. I like that. Because otherwise, you're just going through these movies where, like, all right, there's no way. Death is always going to come back around. Why am I even investing in this?
0: Well, yes. five shows you, you can cheat it, too. Yeah.
1: But they don't cheat it. And there's but a major don't. there's a major flaw, I find. And I told you, I have a question about it And when we get to part five. But there's a major issue I have with, with something that maybe I'm not interpreting correctly, but... Two of the characters, well, one of the characters should not have died, and given that, another character wouldn't have been there to die either. And we're gonna get to it. Maybe you can explain it, and I hope you can because, because I love five. Okay. But, uh,
0: well, two, two confuses me. The whole third act and two, I don't know what the fuck's going on anymore. I think they're just. We'll get to it. But anyway.
1: Uh, and I'm gonna defend two because there's a there's a lot going on. And I well, I'm not we're... gonna
0: attack that aspect of it. I'm just gonna say when we get there in that third act. I don't know what the fuck is going on, and I, because I don't know what the fuck's going on, I, I, I stop caring. For My, me,
1: you know, for for me, even in part one, and I think it comes up in one of the later sequels, maybe part three. But the biggest issue I have with the franchise is that if death, death has obviously been around for so long, it's had its grand design, it's doing this thing. Is it a mistake on death's part that these people are getting premonitions? Or is it a uh, sort of like an inter- a divine intervention from some other force?
0: Mm, I can buy that. It's a divine intervention. I never questioned. It. I just thought it was cool. I, I, just, th- I just,
1: I it's not that I cared to question it or even know. It's just that I didn't feel like they questioned it enough.
0: Well, how can you question it? I mean, what? All you need to know, if if you're Alex in this one, you know you're getting signs. That's what I like about one and three. Is that they're getting signs, a yes. ton of them before yes. they get there it's a great buildup then it happens and then nobody believes them at first which I like where other movies they, they might fall into it quicker but I like the, the fact especially here where nobody believes them and they have to prove it and then once it happens it's like anything else if somebody tells you they're a clairvoyant you know prove it and this guy's proving it he's showing up at the houses when people are getting killed he's always there he says things happen and he can then he says, I can't tell you why. And they even say, well, what are you? Is it a vision? Is it this and that? He goes, I don't know. He goes, all I know is that I got the vision, that it was going to happen, and it happened. I can't tell you what your lottery numbers are going to be. I can't tell you this and this. All I know is that it happened, and that's all I need to know because now my theory, after the kill start, my theory is in fact coming true. So you're either on board and you can believe me, or if you're not, you're probably going to die.
1: Yeah, I just don't understand. Wait, these premonitions—they need to explore that more if they ever pick up this franchise again. This no, whole idea. you we, think yeah. that's a jump the shark to me? I don't want to. Oh, absolutely not. They need to. People need to. They need to question it.
0: Why? How? What are they going to do? go back to some fucking witches from Clash of the Titans days that, with an no, eye? That's that's no, gets, no, that's no, when no. it gets heavy-handed. Oh, no, and no they, it right. don't. No, that's no. like what Candyman and the fucking bees in the park. You two and can't, shit. can't keep, mean, you can't keep
1: regurgitating the same film over and over. Nobody's questioning why are we getting these premonitions. There has to be an explanation for it. And Jason goes to hell.
2: Why does Jason right. keep
1: coming no, back? No, why no, does... no, you're, you're, you you'll get, did. you'll get right. crap
2: because they, right. they come up with these stupid ideas. And you're like, well, no, I don't like
1: that. I'm, that not, saying, I'm not saying we need tons of answers, but we need people we need characters questioning it.
0: Yeah, but because you, there's no we- time to question it. You're in there. If, if the three of us are in there, and right now I get a vision and I say, hey, you, be the fuck on board or you're going to die. And then we look over and Christian doesn't believe me and he dies. Are you going to say, hey, gee, Dave, where did you get that premonition from? No, you're going to say, well, Dave, what should I do now? Not, I'm me. Say Not me.
1: You should be questioning
2: it. If you know what? I honestly think you shouldn't fuck with that Mac daddy. No. <laughs> you have to. You
1: have to. <laughs> exactly. You have to. You have to with with these uh, <laughs> with these later sequ- with these later sequels. They seem almost like la- lazier versions of the first two.
0: Well, of course the, the, it's a lazy version, but in this film, who who who's expecting a franchise? This is just a film. Remember, I told you how it was written and why it was. No, written.
1: but at this point, it is. At this point, when when we get to the later ones, where it becomes an issue where ne- people need to be questioning it more, it is a franchise at this point.
0: It becomes one, but I'm talking about in the narrative of this particular film that we're talking about. Oh, the I first the,
1: the first film does it great because Alex is actually questioning it and doing research and looking into it. Oh, like
0: clairvoyance and reading books and shit. oh
1: like. yeah, that's that's what I'm talking they about. They do I'm
0: show,
2: yeah, they do show that. I love that. Like Brandon said, yeah. the camera's panning over. He's researching fight patterns, crashes. He's everything. I I do
1: like that. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about him having to go see, you know, uh, mediums and stuff like that. I don't want that, but I'm just saying the characters in, as we go on, start to become just more like, Oh, this is happening. You know, be on the lookout, which is fun and entertaining, but there's depth. There's depth in the first one with Alex and, and everything he's doing and, and clear and her story and, and, and everything and, and the effect it has on all of them. But, uh, because even Clear is having visions. I think that's something we learn as it goes on. Is that really everybody, if they're open to this concept of of what's going on, they could they could all find signs.
0: The thing is, it because it, it would become obligatory, and you'd be sick of it by the third film. Like, okay, now we got to go through the fucking ten minute uh, montage of why and this and that, and that's what I think would happen. I I, I don't I, know, and I agree
2: there, to a certain extent. Brandon, I think I know where you're going with it, but as I said, my piece kind of through jokes and what what Dave just said, I honestly think over-explaining it will work against it. No differently than some of the weaknesses already within the franchise. There there's some forced stuff, even within this first movie. Tony Todd scene, you're either going to love or you're going to be like, what was that? Because I think they meant it to be tongue-in-cheek. It's also overdone, overplayed. When After the whole plane accident i'm jumping back here a little bit sorry wow, we're the, all just a mouse that a cat has by its tail they're, they're, <laughs> there it is let's just end the review right there that sums it all up but i'm saying <laughs> there, there are a couple of things that i'm not 100 on board with these are kind of directing editing things but where he gets the premonition or or the the sign that todd's in danger yeah, i thought that great. was really it was great if they played it out a little bit better but he's at his desk Woo woo! It turns. There's an owl there. He throws the magazine there. It hits the fan, and it. I, I just. I, I've always thought that was kind of rushed, a little messy in the way that it's presented to us. Don't get me wrong. I love how the piece of paper falls down and he gets the the vision of right. Todd and realizes that something's amiss and must go from there. But just the way that that scene was constructed seemed like I guess like it needed a little bit
1: more of a build up. And who's talking to, to Todd it. with one D?
0: <laughs> What's
1: that? One B. One D. One D. Todd. T O D. That's just a, that's just
2: a me thing, but I've noticed that from the first time I saw it in the theater, I just said, "Oh, that owl! That owl thing just bugs me. Like, why an owl? Why couldn't it be something else? What's was there a metaphor? Is there a meaning to that owl?
1: Yeah, Todd had nice hooters. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I ask a serious well, what, question, I get a fucking hooter answer.
0: <laughs> what would you? What would have made you happier? A fucking pigeon? Because we've got pigeons all over this fucking franchise. Would you rather a pigeon hit the door? Would that make a difference? Or is, is it an owl that, that bothers you?
2: It's just the way it was done, because if I saw an owl out my window, I'd be like, awesome. But he, I guess because he's so kind of skittish. But yeah, he just whips the magazine at it. It just, it just seemed forced to get to where they wanted it to go. I'd
0: be afraid I think if I, if I turn around and saw an owl at the window, I don't think I want to see an owl. How
2: about window. if he was intrigued by the owl, walked over and then the magazine got into the fan and then shot up and he's like, Whoa, then they get scared and the Todd thing falls. Yeah. No. It's just the way it was the way it was developed. The way it What if, out. what
1: if the owl just said, Who? Todd? <laughs> and, like, who like Who? Todd. Todd! Who? <laughs>
0: Todd. Who?
1: <laughs> Todd, who? I like, the char- I like that the characters are named. They have to the, like famous horror horror people.
0: Yeah, that's good too. I always like when they do that. It wasn't yeah, over like the top.
1: Cool. I mm-hmm. thought Shrek was named after uh, the the ogre though. Not Max Shrek. Yeah, <laughs>
0: the ogre. Ogres have layers. This movie has layers. You know? Every time Agent <laughs> Shrek came
1: in and he said, "I'm Agent Shrek," I, I would always say, "What about Donkey?" <laughs>
2: well, let's talk about them. The cops were actually kind of cool characters in this. They I liked them, and they give them—they give them a couple of scenes and a couple of exchanges that make them a little bit better than just like the "we don't believe what's going on here, kids, and you're all guilty, and we're going to get to the bottom of this." But they have some good exchanges. Like, can, can I tell you something? Don't take it personal, but sometimes. You give me the creeps. <laughs>
3: oh,
2: yeah, yeah. I, just, a I, great I scene.
1: It's a great exchange of dialogue yeah. there. And, no, the, and, and the... It, it's interesting because the the kills are, are played out in a way where death is fucking with them. Death is making it look like suicide, and it's making it look like it could potentially be foul play on the part of the, the plane crash. So it's really a, a, a cool setup in part one because even though we're seeing it unfold and we know it's death's design – you could almost still even think maybe it's not, maybe it is, Alex. There's still that like slim doubt in your mind. And the reason I compare it to Friday the
2: 13th is the deaths are fun. Right. They some of them really the quick highlight. and out done, and some of them, the, even the ones that go on long, like Todd's, which is a little bit disturbing. But they put cool little nuances in, like his eyes going bloodshot. Oh. Man,
1: yes. Yeah, His is a brutal death. This is a real and, brutal death. And,
2: and even the teacher. The teacher with it, it's <laughs> the over teacher. the top. It's over the top, the, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah it, it, there's it's fun and then like then they went up with the explosion and everything else. But yeah, I mean the first half of this movie is solid. The second half of this movie is good. I think that's where I struggle with how it plays out. And I think okay. it's because I think it's because they are trying to explain a little bit more
1: and how do I word no, this? Because if they the don't opposite. put it in there.
2: You, what, it's you're... the
1: opposite. Oh, my God. That's What's... so weird you said that. I feel like I feel like it starts to not – I'm not shitting on this movie. I love this movie. But I feel like where – maybe the point where you're saying you feel like it might go a bit off kilter is right after Todd's death. It's right, when Clear is all of a sudden outside the house, and we're like, why is Clear here? Then we get that simple – Simple explanation. Well, Alex, I know you are having these premonitions, but I feel what you feel, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's lazy, that's yeah. lazy and goofy. You're, but you're you know, right. th- yeah. then I'm, but I'm on board because I like the characters. Then they go see, uh, what's his name, Bloodworth, uh, Candyman, Bloodworth, yeah. oh. and uh, and then from there it kind of just picks up pace, and and that I like that, but th- I, that's where I feel like the the missed opportunity was in terms of keeping it a little bit more serious tone like the first half. Well, I'll tell but, you. Sorry, B. No, I was going to say, but who knows?
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying. I, I, to me, it wasn't it wasn't a tale of two halves at all. I, I'm engaged from, from first frame to final. So it's weird. A Aha, indeed. And that fucking plane is amazing. It's probably the scariest of them all, the scariest beginning going on the plane and seeing the way it goes that I have – in, it resonates with me personally because three things fuck me up, some more than others. But as far as, like, personal fears, the drowning thing, which I've alluded to before, that's a fucking thing. The plane thing is something I'm fucking afraid of, especially flying over water. Then I got the double fucking danger. And the other one is driving over bridges because if I fall off, I might drown. So... <laughs> How do you, this, how'd you even make it through this series? <laughs> tell me that's... This is why... The, 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 what happens in one and what happens in five are the scariest two things. There if five that roller coaster
1: over water, that would have been freaky.
0: Or if, was, or if there was
1: a rocking horse on the roller coaster.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that fucking rocking horse. <laughs>
1: you no, know, I'm not
2: saying I'm not engaged. And I will agree that that fucking scene, this is a testament to a movie made in 2000. The reality is that the plane crash
0: is, still looks good today. It's terrifying. Yeah, it like, it looks it's strange. fucking great and it's terrifying. It's saddened, Everything about it. Saddened. Even when it blows up in the sky and you're inside and you see the window shatter, that oh. fucking gives me the, the chills. It's fucking the only thing is it's kind of funny how quick they take off after that. That would never happen. After they get you know how long it takes for a fucking plane to take off? Fucking forever. You know but so anyway, I, I noticed <laughs> that happens
1: ha- that happens in a couple of the uh in couple of the kills. Like after the premonition, you it kinda of like it seems like it happens very quickly. I noticed that in part five with the suspension bridge. Like it was very long in the premonition. Then the minute he snaps out of it there the bridge falls in like two seconds. But, but that's we understand not, why. We don't want to yeah, see this. You don't, same yeah, we don't again. Want, yeah, they'll <laughs> be standing there for ten minutes just, right. uh, I'm just like what's it gonna happen? Right. But- Sorry, and I was just
2: saying because of that the shift, the clear thing I can understand. That's movie that's movie laziness and, and I, I can forgive it and some people might be well. Oh, no no, you should have a problem with that but i don't the tony todd scene i'm going to tell you in this movie if this was a single movie i would have a problem with the tony todd scene even though i laugh at you uh, and you don't even want to fuck with that mac daddy because that oh, is exposition <laughs> wedged in and i think the movie would have been better without it however i like it more because of tony todd's further appearances throughout the series and i think that's what makes this better Personally. It's
1: so weird that you're saying that. I like it less because of his further appearances.
0: <laughs> what? And I think the, it be-
1: exact, the exact opposite, because he, here's how I would have played it off. If this was just one and done, I would have played it off that that Tony Todd might not have even existed. And he might have just been a representation of death, Ooh. whereas it's clearly explained by the directors and the writers throughout the series that he's not. He is a mortician and then the coroner. And in later parts, but why is he so damn creepy and so weird to talk to? Like, especially I mean it just doesn't (laughs) fit me that well. Yeah, it's very socially awkward.
0: No, no, but it it fits. You want him to be there. That's fucking Tony Todd. He can deliver those lines that way. And in this movie here, I think it's done perfectly. I think it is absolutely his part in this film makes perfect sense. I think when you get to part two, and it's funny because my wife saw that scene she watched the entire part one with me I watched this whole series with my my daughter except part four who I said don't bother and I watched it on one at speed but I, I I watched the whole thing with my daughter and I watched parts one and five with my wife and my daughter so I watched one with them all and then part two my wife was in and out of the room and she happened to see the Tony Todd scene and at the end of the Tony Todd scene he gives this 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 look this goofy look and and he goes oh well that was lame and she saw part one and she loved it. And I said, you know what? I think, and I, I kind of, I don't know why I felt like defending it, but I said, I think that's because it's supposed to be tongue in cheek and he's, he's breaking the fourth wall when he's doing that in part two. That's what I thought. I thought it was a little bit of hand up in part two, but with intent. But if not, then it was just bad. And that would have been fine.
1: That would have been fine with him breaking the wall if he represented death. That would have been cool. Cause then it's like, it's death. It affects everyone inside the film and outside watching it. It would have been like it really would have been very deep then, but he's just a mortician, so him breaking the fourth wall would have been like Alex, you know, starting to talk to the audience, but, like Woody, like Woody Allen or something.
0: <laughs> but it makes sense in this film. I like his performance. Oh
1: yeah, no, I like it too. I mean, we're just I'm just nitpicking and and you know breaking it down because that's what as, we do. As but. am I. Yeah, I, but if I
2: had to go back, if I took it back with well, that first time it's on in the theater, I'm like, hmm, not sure if I like that scene. And every time I've watched it since, it's always been the same. I enjoyed it the most this time. He does play it perfectly, uh, but admittedly, I did question. I'm like, what if that didn't exist? What if Tony yeah. Todd was not even in the series whatsoever? And what if? Alex had to figure this out a little bit more on his own. He's researching and and whatever. And there's not so much exposition. What if that whole scene in the cabin with him trying to cheat death was or 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 face death or or try to fight it was taken out? What if? And I think yeah. the movie would have been could have worked better. Uh, I think it's some of this forced nature of the second half that pulls me out a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit.
1: Yeah. Why a do you think off the top of my did, rating? Sorry. Why did Billy get off the uh, plane?
2: Oh, he got pushed off. He was about to. Yeah, get to he, his he seat. was mad. He was fighting. He, he was with taking him. a he's shit. Do with me. Yeah, yeah, he was taking a shit or something like that. And then yeah. he's coming on the plane late, and they're all getting pushed off. And he's like, yeah. he's even trying to say, "I'm just got to get to my seat. It's right over yeah. there." And he's getting forced uh, out of the plane.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I didn't. You know what? I I must not have been paying attention because he got he got uh, he was there, and I'm like, what the hell is he doing there? Why
0: did he get off? Yeah, wrong place, wrong time. How didn't you not see? He kept complaining. He said, I wasn't even with them. And he was fucking pissed off. But the funny was his his comic relief, which didn't come till shortly before he died, was great. And he was like, when he was learning what was going on, he's like, Man, I hated French class. He said he didn't want to go on the fucking trip or take the class. Hey, you, and he you like, know what I else? He should have felt up Tammy that one time. He said
1: You know what else he, he said? Great. He said, dude. Where's my car? He did he said it. He said it. He said, it. He said dude. Right after uh, Alex has the vision of the burning leaves, and runs, he says something. He says, "Dude."
0: Oh no shit.
1: Yeah. And I was like, "Oh god." He said, "Dude." I love him though.
0: He he was great, and he he didn't get goofy, and it wasn't goofy. It was a little comic relief shortly before he died. But yeah. I thought it was great. Another, I really enjoy the cast of this film. I, I am into the performances of everybody and their characters that I don't do not have any problems. Even the guy who was a little bit of a dick, I can understand a little bit, you know. But I – yeah, I, I really have very, very few problems except nitpicking. But everything they set up was great, and the kills are set up perfectly. It, it, it's all happy or unhappy accidents, if you will. They're set up right. Everything works in this film to me. I, I really – don't have any, it, t- t- any the
1: design the design for me is is still my favorite part that's design that it's it, you know in in the first one in particular it's go it's going to kill you in order that you were supposed to die in the plane crash Great. unless unless you intervene and save someone then it'll skip you skip that person and go to the next person so that's why i i, I said earlier that i like the scene of him holding up in clear's father's cabin just sort of uh waiting because he thinks he's next so he's protecting himself and then he has that epiphany that it's actually clear who's next and then that whole scene where he saves her so uh you know it, it skips her and then it goes to alex and then ultimately where it goes at the end and they you know they think it's over at that point and that's another little nitpick i have you know it, it goes through one cycle and then it takes a couple of months off death <laughs> that's I, mean, I know it's it's a, it's a nitpick three, but yeah. you know it's, well, it's like, for the movie
0: if it didn't know i know, it I know. Be
1: cool. it's in every it's in pretty much every single it's in every movie so it, it, it's not it's not bad it doesn't hurt it's just a little nitpick that people might be like well if that's coming for you if it's picking right up literally after you've cheated it why is it taking a break after one round is it like oh, okay i gotta go back to my corner
0: i'll tell speak. you why because it's smart because death is smart, and it wants to, it wants you to fucking think that you did beat it until you get that moment of realization. And then he's like, yep, you got it. Here I come. Boom. Fuck you. You know something? You know What's something? That? I love that. See? I love that. That's perfect. Why, why can't death be conniving like that? Fuck I like that. that. <laughs> I like that. I'm on, I'm on board with that. And here's a nitpick. Why the fuck didn't Alex say when he saw that reflection of that fucking bus in that scene. If I saw a reflection like that and I turned around the bus with her, I'd say, what the fuck? Did you see that? I just saw a reflection. What the hell does yeah. it matter? That's my... Yeah, I, yeah. Again, it is a, a minuscule nitpick because that's what we're doing while we review. That's what we do. I love the film. I'm just... That struck me this time, and I can't believe neither of you guys mentioned this. But I shouldn't say that because I never noticed it before. And this time, I noticed it for the very first time. And Frankie, sitting next to me, noticed it when they go and visit Tony Todd, and he pulls the body out and it's their friends. She blinks, Uh-oh. opens his eye for half a second. There's a blinky. I didn't even know. It's a fucking. Here's the funny part. I noticed the blinking. I've ten. seen this movie ten times. <laughs> I noticed that blinking. For the first time ever, and Frankie noticed it, and it was her first time. And I still haven't it. noticed it. Yeah, she brought it up. She was, she You see that blink? I said, Yeah, I go, I, I I, said, I thought I saw it, but I never noticed it before, so I, I thought maybe I was imagining things. And she pointed it out to me. Wow. So, but Frankie notices everything. She, she would be fucking a fucking hell of a podcaster. Nothing gets by her when it comes to logic and shit like that. Or a hell you of a detective. Dude, I'm telling you, she's a fucking... hell of an
1: ancient <laughs> Shrek. Right?
0: There's more money
2: <laughs> detective than I think in podcasting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we're living proof. Yeah. <laughs> no, the tr- that's, the, the bus mean. thing,
1: the bus thing didn't bother me simply because at this point only Todd's died, and they're playing that off like an accident, you yeah, know, as so not an accident, as a suicide. And you know, at this point, it, it hasn't really kicked into full force. I think Terry's death by bus is, is when Alex is really pushed to the point where it's like, okay, we're it's it's definitely happening. I know he's already figured it out that this is. You know what's going to happen, but he's not telling anyone because he don't want everyone to freak out. But
0: yeah, but death's plan aside, and all the others should aside. If you were somewhere and you saw a reflection of a bus in a fucking you know in in, in, a, in a window or whatever, you turn around and there was no bus. Wouldn't you be? I,
1: I just think, given the trauma and everything going on, that I I I'm, I was okay with the fact that he didn't kind of immediately start screaming out, given everything else he had just been through.
2: I, I was okay with it, but when you're as describing it right now the way they shoot it, because the way it's shot. It literally shows a reflection and the camera pulls around to have him follow to notice that there's nothing behind him. It's almost over dramatically shown that there's no bus there that you kind of wonder why he doesn't mention it. Right. That's what I'm saying. I would have.
1: Yeah. What's he going to mention? Oh, did you see that weird camera angle?
0: (laughs) It's pretty (laughs) much what they've done.
1: Did you see that dramatic camera turn? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I would have said it though. Hey, there's a there's a fucking thing there. A thing. A fucking, did you see the reflection? I don't know. Either way, it, it was a nitpick, and we spent more more than enough time on it. It was just something that I noticed this time. Like, man, why didn't he say anything? You know, I always say that I'm always. Why don't you say anything? You know what I mean? Because in so many films, I'm like, fucking communicate. But <laughs> a very small nitpick. You know, whatever. It, it, it's a great film. I I love it, and I honestly don't think. That overall, in, in, in our community, that it gets the respect it deserves. I really don't. I, I, I hear other people talk about other films in, in this franchise more. And I think this is the the crown jewel.
1: I think a lot of people really enjoy this series. It's just, yeah, you're right. We just, we just don't talk about it a lot. I'm guilty of it as well. I've always liked this franchise. And yet, yeah, don't revisit it as much. Don't talk about it as much.
0: I've seen this one the most.
1: Definitely. what this this franchise or this particular film in the franchise yeah not the franchise
0: no part one the most of the franchise. oh okay yeah me too. yeah
1: me yeah. too one one and two are, are the ones i've seen the most yeah yeah
0: pretty solid so i don't know how about, how about
1: the or? ending though because the ending they have a call back to the bus scene because clear now sees the bus only the bus is really there
0: yeah
1: that was, I know. That was cool. that was cool Cause you're like, it oh fun. no! Now, now it's clear who's gonna have the full visions, but it, it does that dramatic turnaround. and there's the bus. And, I like, and
2: I, I love that ending. Who's next?
1: Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. so great.
2: Great way um, to end the movie. I told you,
1: you, I told you, you were next. Yeah, but you just saved me. And who's next? Boom. Ugh. Oh, man, it's such a such a fun movie. Slam, cut to the end. Done. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Left, left great the theater, shows. left
2: the theater with a smile on my face. And I was by myself. It was in that time frame where I was going to the movies a lot by myself. I think American Psycho was coming out at the same time. This came out. And I was dating my wife at the time, but she was always working. And she wasn't as into these movies. She'd go see Scream, like I said. So I was going, I'm just like, well, I'm free during the day. I'm going to go see
1: a movie. Done. And I like the use of John Denver. Yes. (laughs) We didn't talk about that, but that was great. But have you ever used the expression... Torque a wicked cable. Is it jerking off? No that... no, that was when they were taking a shit. Yeah. Taking a oh, shit okay. <laughs> before they get on the plane, let's go torque a wicked cable. Wow, that's fucking. Weird. That really dated this movie. That almost dropped us down a, a deuce or so. <laughs> deuce,
2: <laughs> well, he dropped a deuce. <laughs> yeah, that's all uh, I said. That's good. That was <laughs> thank you. Good. I'll nice. sum it up. Great, great characters, uh, in the sense of likable characters. Smart story. Uh, great deaths, fun, fun ride. Eight out of ten for me.
0: All right, I'm eight and a half out of ten. I love
2: it.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I agree with uh, with with everything you just said, Christian. Great characters. It's weird because there's. I don't want to say it's like super character development, but yet you just you get a sense of who these characters are, and you're on board, and you like them, and that's the strength of of this this particular set of characters, and. You know what? I, I'm, I was hovering right between where you guys are. I'm going to come in eight and a quarter.
0: Right on. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, we're all in the same ballpark for the first movie. Will they continue? We'll find out. <laughs> so let's get on to part two. You ready for two? Ready to drop that deuce?
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. It is time for Final Destination 2, directed by David R. Ellis. When Kimberly has a violent premonition of a highway pileup, she blocks the freeway, keeping a few others meant to die safe. Or are they? The survivors mysteriously start dying, and it's up to Kimberly to stop it before she's next. I love A.J. Cook. She, uh, she went on to, I mean, she's still on Criminal Minds. She's been one of the stars of Criminal Minds since the very beginning of the show, but I love her. I didn't even realize it was her you know, until like a few years back when I rewatched this film. Like, oh, my God.
2: My, my opening thoughts to this is bye-bye scares. It's it's fun. It's gorier than the first movie, but it's not remotely scary. The thrills now are the deaths. Like, that car accident, first time I saw it, my what, my mouth dropped. I was like, oh, my God, right. that's amazing. Awesome. And it, does it hold up? Not really. I actually thought it looked a little chintzy this time, uh, but I will say the kills
1: are great throughout. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, the kills are definitely great, but I think this is my favorite setup in a premonition. But I like the fact, and I don't think it's a carbon copy because I think they step it up and they put a little twist on Death's design here. Well, and they, I thought that that twist on Death's design was actually pretty cool. That, see, now really? that, that's where I go the other way. And I, I go. I'll yeah. steal a line from
2: Dave when he described Nightmare Number Three Four. I said everything in this movie feels like it's been amped up to eleven. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's been. Oh, that's what you wanted, Part One. Oh, we're gonna give
1: you that. Bah, boom, Bing, and then why backwards? Because death's closing the rift. It's a very simple concept. It's gotten out of hand. I love the fact that they make the characters in Part Two connected to Part One, and that the fact that they were all supposed to die long before the highway. The I highway. Like the, hi- the highway was supposed to be death catching up and closing the rift because they were supposed to die year a year before when uh when certain uh characters from flight 180 intervened in saving them you know the girl nora who was on the bus that hit terry so she never got to the to the place where the gas leak was and you know rory who was in paris and you know never made it to where the collapse was because i forgot why but the
0: thing at the end the last killed end. yeah was, but yeah um,
1: because of the the, the, sign, sign, that, the sign that killed uh, carter yeah, yeah, you're right. The,
2: the, and, that's a great connection. That, that, t- those tie-ins were good. Those yeah. tie-ins were good, but why Why does that explain backwards? Sorry. It's a cool but. idea someone came up
0: with. It was a nice three-minute conversation about why this is happening. So I like that, but I don't think it necessarily isn't a an, an, – uh, uh, an improvement on the film as a whole because of that three-minute conversation. I respect it. It's cool, but it doesn't. It only carries so much weight for me. You
1: know. Well, technically, they don't have to go backwards, but it's a cooler concept to say okay to to explain it in a way that you know death is going to close the rift. It's going to work backwards, go from the last victim, and it picks up immediately because immediately after she snaps out of her premonition, because she was the last to die in the premonition, you'd think she would be last to go. She's almost killed first. The cop saved her.
0: The The cop saved her. her. I do like that revelation. Yes, there are things about this film I like, but this is like another Halloween. This is like another part of me, like you just brought it up too, like Nightmare 4 to me, where I think everybody blows this film, and a lot of people, here's what I think. I think the beginning is awesome. I think people hold that in very high regard, and they should. It's probably overall the best intro as far as the kills, the length of it and, and, and the different types of kills and the gore and the way it looks. I think it's all fucking magnificent. I love the first like 10 minutes of this film and, yeah. and the way that, that opening crash goes down. I think that is awesome. I think there is some quality gore in this film, yep. you know, some, some stand up and cheer gore. And I think people are just won over by that, but not, but most people don't look at the film as a whole and the script and how the kills are done Lazily compared to part one, and I just it, it, and the third act gets a little crazy with over-explaining things and when it's not necessarily, yeah, it's forced. Needed. The dialogue right. is
2: forced in this one, no right. question. I actually said you take away the car accident and the gore, it it actually feels like a TV movie. Some of the dramatic scenes, I'm like, oh my god, I feel like I'm watching uh, uh, After School Special, and then they even do <laughs> dissolves that reinforce that thought, but. Then, of course, then we get another gory scene. You're like, oh yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a horror movie with no scares. It, the thrills are the gore, and you can say that about Friday the 13th, too. Some people... Oh, sure. But, I mean, the first four movies... But it has atmosphere. Right? And
0: yeah.
2: yeah. the soundtrack. And in the there's too yeah, many coincidences. Wow. These guys are like fucking yeah. best... I don't even know where my wife is half the time. These people are like, oh, you're at the dent- they're at the dentist. They're meeting them all there. Right. Oh, they, they know How? everybody is every a drop of a fucking dime. I'm like...
1: Well, the that's the convenience of having a you know a police officer as one of the survivors, and that's you know a convenience thing that they had to put in so he can trace the whereabouts of.
0: I wish it would have showed us that though. Uh, that would have been nice.
1: Tim and Noor. Yeah,
0: it would have been nice if we saw that as an explanation. Take two minutes out and have the cop know the um I, I, they knew that the license plate number of the mom with the kid and the nitrous and that whole scene. They knowing the plate number is fine. Why not take a few a few seconds and say, "Okay, we're gonna go on the computer type, type, type. I have this thing. Okay, we're tailing them. They're going in this direction. Let's go. It's just it would take after thirty seconds of exposition to fucking horror wow. for dummies. It would have been so much better. We wouldn't be complaining because it's, it's weird because i'm not I'm not complaining.
1: Itself. I didn't feel like I needed that because I felt like that's what it was. But that's, that's interesting. interesting.
2: Well, you yeah. know, and Why not? Funny, I mean... the first time I saw this, I thought it was on par with the original. I remember thinking, I remember coming out of it going, "Oh my god, that was great!" But it's for all the reasons Dave you mentioned earlier. I'm like, that car, uh, that car crash, all the gore, awesome. I'm like, great, 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 great. Yep. But I saw it again, and I'm like, "Oh, it's good." When I bought it, and I, and that is again. right. It then, a little. And then now, and then it's been a long time. And then I watched it for the show, and I'm like, it, it's, "It's so great. bad." My rankings of these are probably going to shock a lot of people because. Wow of of where i'm going to come in with this and then brady you mentioned that like of course they skipped death that's what the revelation is they all skipped death the year before so then they skipped it again in the car crash so exactly. i just thought i just thought maybe it takes the homer homer simpson philosophy of two wrongs make a right aren't they cleared at this point no <laughs> death. you can't cheat death well they did it again. twice you can't cheat death <laughs> They done it twice.
0: Again, fool you me once. <laughs> what are they fool me, George? Bush fool Bush me doing? once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on me. You're not gonna shame. You're not gonna fool me again, You shame person. me. <laughs> <laughs> you shamed. Me. There, I, yes. I'm not trying to piss
2: all over the movie. There are I'm some not good points to because I do like the deaths, and I actually find there's a touching eight. scene. The drug addict guy, the guy that's a little bit of a tough guy, when he realizes that he could be next, he turns to the main girl and says, hey, "Do you mind if?" If it's me, do you mind getting rid of all my drug oh, paraphernalia and I love that. Because I don't, want, I don't want it will break my mom's heart. I'm like, i love that. that was he, awesome. Yeah, that yes. was
1: great. But the <laughs> one, there's one scene with his character where I'm like, what the fuck were these people thinking? Shooting this scene and that's in the elevator with the do- with the dog shit on his boot, and then him wanting to lick his finger and wipe the guy's face. <laughs>
0: what the hell <laughs> they was they that about? Up. They're just making him scene. They took it. I hate when they do that with people on drugs. I hate when they take someone who's a- a- on a substance and they crank it to 11. Well, whatever. yeah, that I
1: agree. They totally crank it to 11 because it it, 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 he, no, nobody acts that way. I don't not think on
0: coke, right. especially. Cocaine doesn't make you do that. That's more of, what
1: you, ha- I don't, I'm not a a depressant. I don't know what he was, had to be on to be acting that way, but it felt very out of place. Just the same thing with the guy with the hooks, the guy with the prosthetic hands, sniffing Nora's hair and stuff. I'm like, you didn't really need that.
0: It was unnecessary. And, and the thing is, there's lazy script writing here. And even in the first... Okay, I saw this one first. This movie, when when, when the first one came out, it was when I was out of horror. Like, I, I, I took a, I took some time off. I think from, like, you know, like, 98 to 02. I think you that was one... You I broke went, up with horror for a bit. Yeah, it was done, dude. Scream came out, and I enjoyed it, and it was refreshing. Like I left it in the early 90s for a couple years, you know, because horror was just bad at that time. I left. And then... I came back when Scream came, and then I got into that, and I watched some others, and I paid closer attention. Then when the Scream clones came and the sequels, and I was done with it, and it had run its course, I was out. So when I saw this movie advertised, it had that floating heads poster look again. It looked like everything else. I didn't even give it a second thought. I started dating this girl, and as I was dating her, part two came out on DVD. She goes, that's, what, that's my final destination, too. I said, you like that movie? I think it was shit, like both of them, because I, I lumped it in with the, the screams, the other ones, you know, the, the knockoffs and sequels that I wasn't into. And he was like, oh, yeah, you didn't see the first one. I said, oh, it's a great story. So then he, I watched part two, and then I watched one. And at first, I, watched, I liked part two more. Then that same person told me I have a problem with two because they'd seen one so many times. The way they set up the kills in one compared to the way they set up the, the kills in two doesn't work and i'm like what do you mean and she explained it to me and at first i didn't get it and then after she turned me on to it then i watched it and then i started telling people about it and i've been talking about it a couple years and that's why i told you guys watch it back to back part one it's all happy accidents part two the supernatural element does things which didn't happen in the first but no it did happen
1: it did happen in the first we just don't see it in this one, they felt like they're going to show it because they're going to make uh, make death a much more, like, evil, sinister presence. But it definitely happened in part one. It happened with Todd. It definitely happened with Todd. It really happened
0: with Todd I, I it happened it
1: with big because big the, big water, big. The, water, the water seeps out. He trips, hangs himself, and then the water retreats. Plus, he yeah, but that's, that shadow. That's, that's death. That's, that's, that's fine.
0: Death. I, listen, you're missing the point. It did not affect the kill itself. The kill itself is happy accidents. How when did it water affect the in part two? What do you mean, how did it affect the kill in part two? What, which the one are first, you talking about? The first kill we get with the kid that won the lotto when he's at his place and he's fucking screwing around. Uh, those two window? windows close like Amity Bohor at the same time nah. a supernatural force does it. In the first movie, the supernatural force did not affect the kill. The kills were happy accidents. It was smart writing. It was brilliant. In this one... They just said, let's do this, this, and this, and the motif is good, gory deaths and accidents, but they never stopped to think. Look at the script of part one and how these kills are set up the right way. There was nothing— You know what?
1: You know what? I got to disagree because I think that one of the things the movie does well is it takes these elements of life, the the earth, fire, water, and, and the wind, and those are really huge, important elements that play in the setup of death. It's, it always, it's, it's, it's always it's it's always involving one of those four things. I always feel like the birds and stuff represent the earth right. and water, and then fire and and wind. And you know, maybe we didn't see the wind, but I I had no issue with the windows shutting because he, was, he was if he crazy. if he like... if he wasn't able to break the window, then I would agree with you. But he immediately broke the window and got out anyway. I you know I felt like the kill was a little silly before that. It was very much like Miss Luton's kill in the first one. But it, it looked just, but it made sense.
0: It can all be explained as happy accidents that aren't probable, but they can happen. They show the setup. This thing spills, causing this and this and this. That happens. When you're showing a cup moving, sliding down a table on its own, like you get in this movie, that is a hell of a lot different than a paper cup and wind knocking it over. That's what I'm saying. The supernatural element is what causes the things in this film. It, it, like, those those two doors slamming, those two windows, pardon me, they were completely opened all the way, two windows, and they both slammed them down simultaneously, boom. It wasn't Yeah, like but, but you know what fell. I'm saying is that the wind that is, moment,
1: not, is not a natural element in part one. The wind is a supernatural element in part one. So you're just talking more about the execution rather than what it is. I mean, we're I just seeing know. it executed poorly.
0: This is it. The wind in part one only works on Todd. In part one, the only time supernatural gets involved in anything involving death that actually kills somebody is Todd being warned. And that makes sense. Pardon me, not Todd, Alex being warned. Same thing with part three. The main character is being warned by some supernatural force, which ties into the fact that they had that vision in the first place. That's something supernatural. So in that case, I can accept it, but I can't accept, like I said, door window slamming on their own, mugs sliding across the table on their own, and what's that one guy who's in the hospital, and nothing, the entire death is supernatural. Everything was moving around, and it's fucking tools, and he's laying in bed, and everything's moving around on its own. Nothing happens by accident because of uh, of some random thing or someone making a dumb mistake. I, I You know what? I had phone.
1: no issue. I think they took a different approach. Instead of using shadows and, and the premonition of one person, in this one they used a little bit more supernatural movements and it didn't affect the kills in a way. I don't think it was intervening with the kills in the sense that they wouldn't have happened if these things weren't moving. That's what was supposed to happen. I mean, it it, it may be so, but I I don't know. I was on board with it. In part one, to me, it was the same thing with like Carter. I, you know, I said to myself, well, all of a sudden he can't open his door and his seatbelts jammed. I mean, Alex had the premonition. They could have easily just shown it where if, if this was part two with Carter, where he goes to open the door and the lock clicks. And then he goes to hit his seatbelt and you hear, I don't know, like some sort of malfunction in his seatbelt. So I, I it just didn't bother me as, as much as it did you. But
0: I mean- I, I I'll to, tell you what, B, until so until she pointed it out to me, I never realized that I watched them back to back. I said, holy fuck, you're right. This is cheap. This is lazy. You're right. It's, I didn't know. Somebody told me about it and I saw it. I'm like, oh my God, I was you're right. This is fucked up. Why would they do it that way? Why would they do it see, as I, clever I as the first? You know I, don't I, mean? view it
1: as, I don't view it as lazy, I just, view oh, it as, I just view it as a different approach that may not have worked for you, but for me, I was fine with it.
0: You don't think it's lazy? How? Look at it this way, in part one it was done brilliantly, because everything could be explained without the supernatural force causing the death. And in this one, how do you not see that as lazy? Saying, okay, well, instead of having this happen here to cause this, let's just have this thing move on its own. It's just, you know what I mean? It's like... When you're it's, taking a a, it's
1: taking a more ghostly approach w- with the setups. I, I, I get it. You don't like that. But to me, I was on board, board in part one that it's all supernatural setting it up anyway.
0: It's the complaint that people always get about going against the rules in the sequel. You always hear people say, that, well, that doesn't make sense. They, they set it up this way. Why would you shit all over that in part two? You know what I mean? Like Nightmare 2. You know We talked about it. Instead of going yeah. to sleep. And then in dreaming Freddie, they have him killed, they went this way. And for that reason, people don't like it. It's the same thing, but nobody seems to notice that that little aspect that I just mentioned. And I think conveniently, and a lot of times you're not gonna remember because, like I said, it had to be pointed out to me. And I said, You gotta watch them back to back and you'll see why I think it's lazy writing. Just like in the beginning, and that's just part of it. How come in the beginning that guy's watching the news or that girl, and this guy on TV is talking all about death design? death plan. How the fuck would he know anything about
1: it? It's one year later. He's a conspiracy theorist. It's one year later after uh, they're celebrating the anniversary of Flight 180. But if it was Alex
0: or someone that was in on it, it wouldn't make sense. You think some random asshole is just going to pull that fucking theory out of his ass? Oh, yeah, because they didn't go on a plane. It's it's,
1: it's always random. It's always random assholes pulling theories out of their ass. And it's
2: exposition. Whether lazy or not, they're trying to drive that in fast. Like I said, this movie sets up the, the whole thing that the first movie took a half an hour to do within the first 15 minutes to be the opener. Almost. And then it it just keeps going. I I think they're just just driving the information and that they're trying to make it the most logical way they can present this with it being the anniversary and a conspiracy theorist uh, regurgitating that. That's the reason why, really, at the end of the day, I would not even consider that lazy. I I think, how am I going to get this in there? Okay, well, there's going to be a newscast. Boom. The ties to the first one are interesting. That's like that's what makes it work without that. It's just a carbon copy movie. Exactly, yeah,
1: and, and I think it's it's set up quicker in this one because the success of the first one, probably you know all the execuism stuff, making the film realize that it's from the kills. I mean, it really is. Well, we, the- we're an, we're analyzing the deeper meanings and stuff like that, but it's it's really all about the kills, like we talked about in part one. So they're like, okay, how can we get to the kills real quickly? And, you're right, right. and they're yeah.
2: great. and they're great. And I didn't mean to derail you guys, but we're not going no. we're not going to convince Brandon because I could tell Brandon's already got an idea. And I think we'll just go in circles I to
1: no, but I completely understand, Dave. That's one thing that that I can say. I complete like I hear everything you're saying, and i I understand your point of thought. I'm just saying for me, it just it it didn't bother me and didn't come off as lazy. But I completely, totally understand. I would never. I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm just telling no, you. No, nobody's I wrong. I, yeah.
0: I just don't. It actually makes part one much better to me because of it. Like, it's so clever that somebody sat down and they were writing the script in part one and saying, OK, how does this guy get killed? This leads to this, which leads to this, which leads to this, which leads to that. And they sat down and they thought about it and they took time to come up with something fucking very clever in a new concept in horror where these happy accidents occur and they cause this and it's extreme you know strange circumstances but but possible to happen and then in the next film they said well well how did this happen if this is going to lead to this how are we going to say this happened well let's just have it move and let's just say it's a supernatural no one's going to question it's a dumb horror movie that's what i'm saying about it being lazy writing just like they wanted to get it out in a hurry maybe they didn't have the same is intelligent script writer that's how i see it like like a i don't want to call it a knockoff but i want to call it just not as cleverly written and disappointing because of how well it was executed in part one that's all i'm saying and i don't think people notice this because i didn't notice it till it was pointed out to me so when i complain about a movie you know me i'm going to give you my reason i'm not just going to say it sucks i'm going to say this doesn't make fucking sense i have to tell people something bothers me I gotta try to get my point
1: across. That's all. Yeah. No, that's I and mean, that's that's what we do. So that's that's perfect. I enjoyed this. But uh, to me the biggest biggest mistake in, in part two, the biggest flaw is that she has the premonition about new life and it turns out to be her deciding to kill her which it, it honestly makes no sense because it's, a we have, it, it's not even a cop out. It's it completely doesn't make sense because of the simple fact that we have um Eugene. Eugene. Yeah. We have Eugene who tries to commit suicide. And fires six blanks into his head, six duds into his head. But yet she has a premonition, even though it's not her time. Kimberly has a premonition that she's supposed to drown herself to end the cycle. And there's no way she would have be allowed to have that premonition. If she at least figured it out on her own, fine. But she still shouldn't have been able to go through with it. She shouldn't have technically died. They should have saved her beforehand.
0: You know what it is? Remember how we talked about Evil Dead Remake? And how that was kind of, we all kind of shrugged our shoulders at that one about how well she has to die, but they can bring her right back after. And I guess that counts as a death, even though she really didn't die. It's the same fucking thing here. And yeah. I think I called that a cop-out, and I have to call this a cop-out, too. I, I, I like the, I like, I like the bait-and-switch of, of it with the baby. See, There's that made sense to me. There's yeah. also a good, exciting
2: build-up. Mm-hmm. But then it's kind of capped off with the actual quick delivery the baby's like pulled up into the frame, and it's almost laugh-inducing. Like they, they should don't. have, yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. You're yeah
1: like, they oh. they they should have done it better with the baby, and it should have been somehow the baby because making it about Kimberly, it it just doesn't make sense. Like I can't even justify it as much as I enjoy this film. I can't, given the fact that we already had the scene with Eugene earlier, and the fact that they continued this sort of uh, you know you can't kill yourself when it's not your time idea throughout the rest of the series. I was
2: never down with that. I don't like that.
1: I, I like the concept, but, you know, it, it, it doesn't work. It, it, there's, there's, there's flaws in it. There, there's, there's holes in, in, in the way it's executed here. And uh, you know what? I was under the impression that they, w- they eventually died, Burke and Kimberly. But apparently, no, they were the only two to successfully cheat death. I was thinking of the alternate version of Part 3 where there was supposed to be some sort of exposition where it tells us that they died in a hardware store accident. They both fell into a wood chipper. Okay. I don't, are you being serious? <laughs> Absolutely serious. I did a lot of reading on, on uh, like, you know, wiki fandom sites and stuff like that. Uh, well, Cause there's a lot of novelization too about this and a lot of alternate versions of, uh, of what was supposed to happen. We didn't even talk about part one where, you know, they were going to go originally with clear and Alex having a baby.
2: Well, isn't that but isn't uh, that what Alex is trying to do in part one? He's trying to kill himself too, and he can't.
0: Yeah.
1: In
2: that in the scene that I'm saying I don't like,
0: dude. No, 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 no. You got it backwards about Alex. He's trying to avoid botulism. He's trying not to die. That's his whole reason to be locked up in that thing. And he thought he was ah, you almost got me, death. You almost caught me napping. Sorry. I got to do this yeah, botulism. Yeah, yeah. He, he was on the he was on the other end of the spectrum. He was doing everything possible not to fucking do it. And it, it, actually, it ultimately ends up with. What happens with Clear in this movie? She puts herself in the padded room. In essence, that's what he was trying to do, but not be in a padded room, just be where nothing can get him. Now tell me this. We haven't talked about Clear. If you're Clear, wouldn't you just rather fucking die than live in a padded room doing nothing for... Isn't that what to me... To me, I'm I'm afraid to die and go to hell because I think if I go to hell, it's just boredom. She's sitting in a room doing nothing for eternity. That would be her life. This girl... (laughs) Uh, wants to avoid death so bad that she's just going to sit in a fucking padded room with no form of entertainment whatsoever and sit there with her thoughts. Could you imagine? Wouldn't you rather fucking take death? I know why. Especially a death like in this movie where it's going to be pretty much quick. It's accidents. You're dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I just found that funny that she would. What are you fighting for at this point? Alex is dead. You know, you you had a connection with him. He's gone. You've seen everybody go. They all die quickly. What kind of life is that?
2: Was that a cop-out, not bringing Alex back? Or maybe not opening the movie with Alex's death?
0: Oh, that would have been nice. Wouldn't that
2: have been a better connection?
0: Yeah, how cheap. Oh, yeah, a brick fell on him. What the fuck am I watching? (laughs) What a thing to say. Oh, a brick fell on him.
2: Evidently your favorite movie when you first saw it.
0: (laughs) I was turned on by the gore. You're right.
2: I know we're nitpicking because that's what we do here. But it's still a fun movie. With a lot of clever, gory deaths. And and really, at the end of the day, Brandon, you said it. That's what it's all about, really. So they're trying to weave in story. I wasn't 100% on board with that story. We didn't talk about the Tony Todd scenes because they are all whacked out. I even put a note. He's still great in them, but they're all fucking crazy in this one. Like this one, Mm -hmm. this one, like, it's almost like they've wedged him in. The
0: kid with the nipple ring and then pulling on it. It's gross, but I mean, come on. It's and
1: kinda... he was where he was wearing the kid's watch. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was wearing his Rolex.
0: Oh, that's fucking grand. I didn't realize that.
1: Yeah, he must—he must rob the uh, the dead before he burns them.
0: Wow. No shit.
1: Yeah, he was wearing the watch.
0: That's fucking funny. How about <laughs> the fucking scene? okay? The, the ambulance. The fucking dude. The kid that goes to the uh, to the dentist with the whole nitrous thing, which that was supernatural too because for no reason he's looking up and those fucking fish things that are above him start fucking moving around and spinning stuff so one drops into his mouth. It's like, what the fuck is this? But anyway, that happens. Then he gets out and he chases the pigeons because he's high on nitrous, which is funny. And then he gets fucking squashed, which is a great death with that thing falling. But did you notice this? After all is said and done, his mother is standing outside an ambulance Looking down on him, as if he was fucking there in the ambulance, like he just got hit by a car and he was just loaded in. He's a pile <laughs> of fucking nothing. <laughs> He's a pile of Like, what is she looking at? <laughs> he was liquefied. Like, that thing yeah, liquefied him. <laughs> yeah, it's like that joke in fucking uh, Nightmare. Ah, you need a mop bucket or something. Forget a fucking, uh, whatever he said, you know? That's
1: funny, because I remember that scene, but it didn't dawn on me that she's, like, looking in at him like, that, That's true. <laughs>
0: It's fucking hysterical. And how about that whole dentist scene? I don't know if you guys are fans of Finding Nemo, but that whole fucking situation came this came out the same year as Finding Nemo, and it's all the same. The way the dentist office looks, the way the aquarium looks, and the things in it, the birds being outside the fucking window. It's a complete it's crazy. I'm telling you, watch Finding Nemo and then watch this scene right after. There's a connection. Whatever,
1: twenty-two shots? Watch? You told us to watch one and then part two. So we were supposed to watch one, then Nemo, then part two? I should have said that. Yeah, part, part, part,
0: Final Destination 1, Finding Nemo, and Final Destination 2. I'm telling much, you. I watched Finding Dory. Fuck that. There you go. Yeah, maybe Finding Dory is going to have fucking uh, parts from part three in it. Is there a roller coaster in Finding Dory? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck.
1: You know, funny. and I thought, I thought to myself, by the time I got to the end of this movie, I'm like, Really, the cop was never in any danger, and then I had to look it up, and it re- I, I didn't realize that the uh, explosion in the hospital that kills Eugene and then kills Clear as well was supposed to kill him because of that flying like metal cart, that flying medical cart, that. Oh,
0: wow. and
1: that uh, Kimberly tackled him and actually saved him, so it skipped him. Oh,
0: That was cool, that two-for-one kill. I mean, but now you're saying it was a three-for-one.
1: It could have been a three-for-one.
0: Oh, it could have. I'm sorry,
1: because he. Yeah, because she saves him, and then of course it gets the kid that uh, that uh, Rory saved, Mickey from uh, Shameless.
0: What? Mickey from have... sh- from Shameless. I Mickey it. is who from Shameless yeah. in this? The kid, the kid Brian. The kid with the, the nitrous kid?
1: No, the kid uh, at the barbecue. The kid you know who who works on the Close farm. Who blows up? <laughs> who blows up at the end at the barbecue? <laughs> Holy
0: fuck! For wow. the
2: wow. It was Mickey For the slim cut ending there.
0: You got me there. I didn't realize
2: that.
0: Holy shit.
1: He's so young in this.
0: Wow. Wow, that got me. I didn't didn't yeah. realize that at all. How about, did you see how many sausages that fucking kid was cooking on the grill in the first kill? In the, in the <laughs> band? Dude, had 20 sausages for fucking one kid. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy I know he just won the lotto and you're celebrating, but holy fuck, 20 sausages? He, he was <laughs> wasting
1: all his money. He was wasting his money like like nobody's business. What,
0: wasn't he? He only won like, um, what was it? Fifty thousand or some shit, or yeah, and he's
1: (laughs) getting watches and computers and a fancy car. Meanwhile, he's got the shittiest apartment I've ever
0: seen. Chicks are calling him like he's fucking like he won fifty million. All of a sudden, they want to fuck (laughs) a guy. He's got fifty grand. Oh, let's go fuck him, you know? (laughs)
3: Uh,
0: Maybe I'm wrong. It's more than fifty grand, but know. but it it
2: wasn't wasn't a lot. Yeah,
0: right. Just totally (laughs) talking. It wasn't a lot. That's for sure. Oh Uh, shit. Good stuff. But yeah, fun stuff. I got super confused in the third act. That fucked me up and that whole thing. And first it's the baby. And then it's this. And then she's crashing. It was too much. And there's even a line in the movie where he says it to either clear or the other girl. And he says, he says, what that it? was? It's a bit of a stretch or something like that. He says something to that matter. Like, no, a bit of a reach. He goes, ah, it's a bit of a reach. And I'm thinking it is a indeed it's a fucking bit of a reach that they they insulted their own fucking their own plot point, as far as I'm concerned. that's what I was thinking. I'm like, man, <laughs> it got to be too much. It really did. I was like, Well, there's this dream and this and that and this happened. I'm like, this is final destination, not fucking inception or some shit like that. Yeah. I'm fucking I'm like, this I, is get, final I destination can't,
1: I, I can't <laughs> argue that point because her dream of of her dying, of drowning is not Death's design. So she's having a premonition of her own design, which is really just a big mistake.
3: Yeah, man.
1: Because Death never intended her to drive that into the water. That was like a, a sign from someone else to how to cheat Death. So it, it doesn't make sense, considering she technically died and they brought her back and she ended the cycle. Except for poor Brian, who got saved by Rory and then had to be blown up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I don't I got, like the I, cheating got
0: the up, I got the up in there a little late. <laughs> I don't like the cheating method, you know but again, I've talked negatively. It's not I'm not shitting on the film. I'm just pointing some things out that people may not have seen. like that Eugene thing when he's in the hospital. it is 100% supernatural. Fucking doors and vents closed for no reason. The cart moves fucking on its own. All the stuff, things you never would have saw in part one. Shit like that, I'm like, ah, it just, it angered me. I'm like, come on, that's not right. But the kills are the highlight here. I mean, and and it's fun. That first kill, you know, with the fucking, the fire escape and the thing going through his fucking eye, that's great, dude. I just wish he had fallen
1: and like landed on his feet from a higher point so that the the, uh, fire escape ladder had stayed higher so that when it fell... It fell from higher because it fell from like 12 inches and impaled them. And, you um, know, bro. simple, simple explanation is, it, you know, it's his time to die. It's his death. So death can just, I don't know, put a little extra force into it. But <laughs> it, it fell from such a short distance. You're
0: right. Like, That's it, though. With kills, I don't nitpick stuff like that. I'd be no. a full cool asshole if I came on a podcast and I nitpicked that. You know what I mean? Well, well, yeah. Friday, That's so reason well, for the movie. <laughs> really, right. Right, I know a machete's not really gonna break the fucking bone every time and come out the other side, and all that other stuff. And, and, and uh, you know this knife isn't really gonna be able to decapitate a head. Yeah, we know these things. It's the fun of the film. I mean, if you're not gonna enjoy the film, then then come on, then why are you watch it? I nitpick things in, in the plot that I think don't make any sense or frustrate me, but shit like that. It's all about the kills, and, and it's still fun. Hell yes. You know? There's nothing else I can say, I don't think. Uh, except a Eugene... happy birthday to me. Have you guys noticed they always had a happy birthday to me joke at the end with the fucking shish kebab when you're eating outside and somebody had the shish kebab. Uh, yeah. It yeah. hurt the guy's mouth, yeah.
1: <laughs> I did like with the Eugene kill that they threw that old switcheroo in where his ventilator kicks back in. You think, oh, wow, he is safe. They ended it. That was cool, but uh,
0: yeah, I liked it. That was
3: good.
2: I summed up my thoughts. I said it was fun, it's gorier, but forced. And everything was, just seemed amped up. But I think that was the sequelitis kicking in. I still gave it a seven out of ten.
0: Okay, six and a half.
1: That's seven and a quarter.
0: <laughs> All right. See, we're not that far off. We're really, we're really not.
1: We talked about we're, it like we're fighting with each other. No, it's great. No, it sucks. What did you give it? Seven? What did you give it? Seven? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never said it sucked. I just felt like everything was amped no, up. No, I know. And... No, I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just hey. making a joke. Right,
0: right. No, it don't suck. I do think it's overrated. I think people fucking hold this. Oh, Final Destination two, awesome. Like it's a fucking.
1: It used to be my favorite of the series, and it still might be my favorite opening. You know, premonitions and setup. But to me, the biggest, the biggest flaw is is the uh, is the dream of drowning yourself. I just can't make sense of it. I can't. I can't explain it. It's a big plot hole.
3: Well,
2: wait, wait till we get to where we're going right now because yeah. I've got. I've got a huge plot hole here, yet I try not to let that overshadow the whole rating yeah. and feeling
1: of the movie. All right, you guys ready to get right. right into three? Let's I'm do ready, it. Man. All right, yep. Final Destination Three. This one's directed by James Wong. A student's premonition of a deadly roller coaster ride saves her life and a lucky few, but not from death itself, which seeks out those who escape their fate.
0: I'll tell you what, right off the bat, I'm watching this, and then with the, the way the credits come out, I'm already fucking. Feeling better after watching part two, the way it sets up, the way the credits come out, I, I I didn't know for a fact, and I saw James Wong, and I know I know his name from actually American Horror Story more than anything, which I love, and I see his name, I didn't even realize until I looked it up after that he did part one and he did part three, and I'm like, it makes perfect sense because as soon as this film starts, the way the credits are, and the way everything looks, and then when the, when it when it begins. And, and And you see the main girl catching the signs like like the kid like Alex was in part one. I'm like, man, they are doing this right. They are setting this up just the way they did in one. And I'm really on board. and I hear people hate on this movie. Yes. and I gotta I cannot yeah. figure out why. Oh, it's because they didn't
2: amp it up to eleven out of the gate. They take the part one formula and really follow it in this one.
0: They and
2: know. they take their time so that the first 25, thirty minutes of the movie, is the setup with the premonition and, and the death. And it is silly, but it's it's way more fun than it really deserves to be. But I really like this movie. It becomes, it's more serious than part two. It takes a serious tone again. One, mm-hmm. two, one, three, and five have a serious tone. Yep. And then two and four have the sort of cartoon silly tone. I get, obviously this is James Wong again and his thumbprint on the, on the series. But here's yeah. my major plot hole. I mean, unless, Brandon. You want to hear opening thoughts first?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Say say what you're gonna say. The premonition
2: has the sleazy dude with the video camera filming the girls. He drops the camera. Yep. As it wraps around the track, which causes the accident. Even though there's the the um, fluids that were leaking out, but the 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 roller coaster hitting that camera, that causes the accident. Then the premonition ends. There's a the big kerfuffle. All the people get kicked off that get kicked off the ride. He's one of them <laughs> with his camera. Exactly. Yeah. That so big... the camera can't fall and derail the fucking
1: train. Yep. Oh, wow. That's, that's, a, that's a huge plot hole. It's-
0: but that it's was a, only one piece out of like seven set of extraordinary circumstances. Well
1: when it hits that is when it like goes flying really That's exactly off the track. it. That's when it goes yeah. off
0: the track. So the fact that they even put that
2: in, they should have just edited that out and added nothing to do with that. But You're it's right. a major, major catalyst for the accident. Do we see it him the with catalyst. the camera
0: after that scene or no? Oh yeah. Do you see him with, him with the, the camera, camera, camera in his hand? Oh yeah, yeah. He leaves with it. Yeah, him. yeah, he gets uh, off. He has just him. asking. Okay. Yeah. However, I, you know it's unfortunate. Well, it yeah, it right. unfortunate. It is unfortunate.
2: It is unfortunate, but the rest of the movie is very good. I won't say on par with the original, but no, I I better. enjoyed it more than part
3: two. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely. There's more going on here. In th- these are people that know each other, much like part one, where part two was a bunch of characters thrown together that were strangers.
1: And that's exactly it. That's why the setup for this one is very similar to one because you have you know. The, a class again. You got a you know, a group of, of of friends. And so the the tension builds slowly, whereas you couldn't have done that with part two. I think they did it effectively in part two in a shorter period of time, given the fact that everybody's complete strangers. But in this one, I do like the build-up of it. But that is a major plot hole with uh with the camera that I didn't think about. But it is a fun movie. And I was talking about that I wasn't looking forward to watching part three. Oh. And, that's beca- and that's because and that's because I was thinking of part four. Uh. It, it had been so long, so I, you know when we when we got to the end of this one, I was still it's like, wait, where's this hasn't happened yet? This hasn't. I'm like, okay, that must be the next one. So, I, I gotta admit, I, I did enjoy this one. Not more than two, but on par with it.
0: It's fun. Oh, sorry. Gee. No, I'm just saying that it. That it's fun. It, it clicks along well. It, it reminds me of the first. What they added in this film last year, they last year, last film, they added that other shit with the, with the premonition uh, of the new life, which just confused the fuck out of me. This one, they add the picture thing, and I quite like this. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. I
1: was happy they added that because now, after this is when it, in the fourth one, it goes back to just almost like nothing. But But in this one, at least they added something I didn't. At first, I was a little confused with some of the clues in there. They started to make sense as it went on. But there were a few mistakes with some... I don't want to say mistakes, but a few of these kills where I'm like... Was that really death design? Or did fucking Wendy and Kevin have something to do with this? Particularly with um, Zip and Pip. <laughs> What's the name? Ian and Ian and Aaron. When they go to the warehouse to warn them... like They're the ones who cause all those all those accidents on the forklift and stuff like that, because they're screaming, look out, don't go there, don't go this. Like, if they weren't there and Aaron and Ian were just cleaning up, I don't know that they would have died in the same manner.
0: Not the same manner, but, uh, yeah. you know, they would have died some other way.
1: Yeah, but, it, but the whole premise is they're supposed to die that in that way. Maybe from those
0: tools and the, and the actual devices that caused that, their death, but not exactly in that way. But I do see what you're saying, that they ended end up yeah. causing it to happen. So does the picture make sense? That's I can what see it, examining yeah. it that
1: way. That, that's what it kind of felt like. It felt like almost Kevin and Wendy were just going around killing people. This should have been the <laughs> one where it, was, where it wasn't death. It was but, Kevin and Wendy. That was the big plot twist? <laughs> yeah, that was the big plot twist. It I, wasn't. It was so, us the whole time. Part one,
2: part one oh. shows nudity through a quick shot of a Playboy or Penthouse magazine. Part yeah. two shows nudity with that girl that flashes the car as she goes by to show off her fake tits. Part yep. three has the most nudity out of the series. Uh, and it, and it's, it's two girls go to a tanning salon and it's a great sequence. Not just because they're naked, but it's also just horrific uh, uh, what yeah. happens with them. And not only that, but the directorial touch of slam cutting. <laughs> From the two tanning beds on fire and to you, the two yep. uh, of the two caskets outside, awesome. is, is genius. Even yes, if it is. even if it's taking a page, well, it is a New Line Cinema movie, so I guess that's why they're all being buried. Friends are being buried beside one another. Right, right? <laughs> it's
3: a pretty fucking burial. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: what I thought too. But hey, it's we're forgivable. So it, it's forgivable because <laughs> it's such a genius transition. They were both
1: Ashley. They just figured, let's bury the Ashleys on top of each other. <laughs>
0: I love that transition. I, I'm like, I'm seeing that. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, dude. They did it a couple times, too, with some other scenes, just just the way it was filmed. They, that was they, the most
1: they, horrifying death to me, thinking back on it. Like, that's the one where, oh, man, that had to be painful. Fuck.
0: I feel you. That that was Oh, good. my God. Good death. So again, that's and I don't understand why people people lumped this with three, just like you did. Be you thought four was three. You know what I mean? You 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 thought that. I don't know why. I agree that that the, the roller coaster is kind of weak. But then again, what happens in the next film was weak too. But the roller coaster is weak, especially coming after coming after what happened in two with the, with the big accidents. You know. And I'll say this: there are unlike unlikely circumstances that lead to the deaths, but at least nothing's moving on its own. It goes back to the part one formula with the supernatural. Not the, the, the way the supernatural was involved in this film was through the pictures and the warning of the person that's haunted, just like Alex in part one. That's the only time, it, 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 it you know, its presence is known. The kills are back to normal. They're all happy slash unhappy accidents, whatever you want to call them. They're unlikely, but... I'm glad that they went back to that. They righted the wrongs. But it makes sense. It's the same writer. It, it, it's the same people. So they, they have work. fun
2: with it. They have fun with it. Like, and yeah, have- okay, I'm questioning why are there two samurai swords or whatever? They're not samurai swords, but those two f- hulking real swords hanging <laughs> up <laughs> above someone working out. But, of course, right. that's not what causes of death. It's a cheat, uh, a teaser for what actually really happens. And I thought that was great. At least they played with the convention there. But it's still, you're still going, Really? This is that roller coaster ride type of movie, the ups and downs and twists and turns. Why don't we literally make it a roller coaster, a theme park motif? Boom, done. I think that's where the thought process went. That's mm-hmm. the core audience. I buy it.
0: Yeah, it's, that's why I said it's silly, but they play it yeah. straight. I like it though, and it's a legit scare. People yeah. are afraid to go on rides because they think of things like that happening, and then if they see this movie, they're even more afraid. Sometimes yeah, you things, know? things things like Show. this have
1: happened, so it's not like it's. A completely ridiculous idea.
0: No, those no, ones. it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. my fear is a Ferris wheel. Like to uh, be being on that. Be, but uh, what a boring movie that would be. Some people falling off a Ferris wheel and fucking. Oh, it, that yeah. would
1: be great if those uh, those carts started falling off the top of the Ferris Oil wheel. Style. Oh,
0: stop. That'll, yeah, be, yeah. that'll be. You that's don't want the same movie. kill over and over again. You know, it, it's a one-trick pony. People falling out, big fucking deal. Maybe no. deal how about, a, how
1: about a missile comes through and yeah. blows one of <laughs> Not, <laughs> our, so... not in our first
2: movie, Ferris wheel. It will be. Uh, yeah, that's what it's called. It's a found footage movie.
0: Ferris. <laughs> mm, Ferris wheel.
1: And this one had another good, you know, twist in it when. Uh, When Wendy eventually realizes that one of the people on the ride was her sister, Julie. That's a cool premonition.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah, nice reveal because the the arms in front of it and stuff. Yeah, the arms she's wearing, she's
1: wearing, you know, the grandmother's bracelet and then she has to find her and find out who was sitting next to her because that's the order of the death is the order of the carts. That whole uh, tricentennial scene is pretty cool.
0: Yes it is. And the relationship between the sisters, as long as you're talking about the sisters, that's good stuff, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was on board. I like these I like these characters very much. I like yeah. these characters very And the, the, fuck, <laughs>
0: and the <laughs> kills.
1: I have no idea what
2: I think it was a stroke. No, that's why it's <laughs> successful. Likeable characters again, great direction, great setup and great kills again. Yeah. It definitely
0: does. The, these kills are just about as good as Part 2's I mean, seriously, the, the kid that goes and gets the acupuncture, that whole thing, and his death, the girls burning up, the fucking, the, my favorite is probably Motorhead, fucking what's his name with the camera, that is awesome, every time I see it, I'm like, oh man, that scene. Acupuncture's wow. in part Acupuncture's five.
1: Acupuncture's part five, yeah. yeah. This is the one, what I
2: say? all acupuncture... blended in for you. Yeah, uh, it's the
1: tanning girls, the- well, oh, uh... the guy
0: in the gym, who says nothing on my ass, I don't want nothing going up my ass.
1: You got the two Ashleys, then you have uh, Frankie Cheeks, then you have the weightlifting guy, yep. and then you have the skip where Wendy saves Ian, and Aaron gets the, the nail gun to the face. That nail cool. gun. That's, a, that's great. Yes, from that's the back a...
0: to the front and everything. Yeah, they, oh,
1: yeah. Oh, that was awesome. See, good Beautiful. deaths.
0: I don't, I don't know what people's hang-up is about this film. I legitimately do not know. I, at all. I, I don't get it. The kills are all fucking solid. And the only...
1: The only thing that bothered me, I don't know, it didn't bother me, but I'll nitpick it a tiny bit, is, you know, Ian at this point has to realize that everything that Wendy and Kevin have been telling him is true, but yet he's holding the grudge thinking that that Wendy killed Aaron, and now he, he is the one that's supposed to cause Wendy's death, so he's literally showing up at the tricentennial just to be around her, to cause her to die. When, you know, I don't know, nothing Wendy or Kevin did seemed malicious, it wasn't like you know what I'm saying? No, but
0: it's like you said. If you wouldn't have shown up, that wouldn't have happened. He's yeah. saying what you're saying. You know what I mean? It's your fucking fault. You wouldn't stop talking about it. You know, people believe that, that if you keep talking about something bad, it's going to happen. Well, they kept talking about it, and they went a step further. They showed up, and they fucking caused it to happen right in front of his eyes.
1: Okay, so you're saying that he was never even fully on board with the whole theory.
0: He no, just because thinks it. Not- that- right. He kept saying. He goes, if this is the femur you're trying to be real scientific about it. Yeah. If this is so so and so. Then why can't this happen? Then they'd be the end of it. Why can't I just kill myself? And then, would remember, he went through all the, a couple scenarios. And even in the beginning, he said his whole gimmick was that he was about science because he even says because he rejected God. Because remember when they were talking about that thing about God uh, with the girls? And he goes, "How the fuck? What kind of a God would let this happen? These two girls never hurt anybody." Remember, when he storms off of that uh, uh, out of the funeral. Yeah. So they set him up early as being all about what he can see in front of his face and the scientific approach versus anything supernatural or religious. You know what I mean? Yeah, So it kind of made sense in his character for him. I
1: forgot about that funeral scene. That was actually a good scene, to have that that, that scene with him. That was a good good speech he gave. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, it was character build. So it made sense. It paid off at the end. That's why he...
1: It's the whole science versus religion battle at the end with him, and he's still on the side of science, so he's... He's still furious and pissed.
0: Exactly, I like yeah. that dude. I've seen him in a couple horror movies. He, yeah, 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 he's a I good like actor. Him. I've, I've yeah. seen. He's got, got a good look. He, he, the way he talks, yeah. I like
1: him. Yeah. I've seen a lot of these actors. A lot of these actors have done stuff, uh, done horror films and stuff, and they're all a lot of
0: pretty women too. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: what's her name? Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She's
0: oh, her she's and great. her sister are beautiful.
1: Yeah, that girl yeah. played Julia. Really, the other and
0: They're all. Here's the funny thing: the the girls that are that are portrayed to be the the sex pots are the least attractive girls of at all. Uh, every every girl in, the, in this film is, like, beautiful, and those two, they have killer bodies when, when they're doing their tanning, but they're just kind of average-looking, you know? Yeah. Not to get on the whole thing about looks, because I know no. people, oh, this is the most misogynist fucking podcast. I don't mean it that way. It's just, you know, as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, they portray these girls to be, like, you know, the sex kittens or whatever, or the, the girls would, that everybody's yeah. chasing. You they know know were the I
1: Barbies. Mean? They were the Barbies of the uh, of the group,
0: right? But they but it's you know what I mean. They were like yeah. they were just kind of average looking when you when you get it right down. And I, I, every other girl was like was was like beautiful, you know.
1: And again, you get another five month break in this one. Yeah. <laughs> after the cycle stops. they love those five month breaks. I, but again, I kind of like the way you explained it when we talked about part one, where it's like. Death is tricky. Death is conniving. It's not gonna it'll you know, it'll give you a little false sense of security. That's the fun of it. That is kind of fun. I do like that.
0: Yeah, man. Evil likes to entertain itself. I always said that. They they just do shit for the sake of fucking why not do it? Wouldn't you? <laughs> if you if you have the ability to play with uh, things like that and you were evil on top of it, wouldn't you have fun? <laughs> I I know I would. Shit. Yeah. That's how I look at it. And that is a great kill. He got fucking cut in half the long way mckinley oh
3: my gosh
0: oh yeah one? dude wow good kills i don't know this is yeah. this is a damn fun movie yeah i i don't say? understand the hate for
2: this either i do think maybe people blend it together with four uh I think. because when i re it again i'm like wow i couldn't believe how much i enjoyed it uh, again i'm not sure if you guys are done but i'll just say 7.25 out of 10
0: 7 7 for me 7 for me as well we're pretty much on the same page. And Tony Todd wasn't in this one, but his voice was used for the ride, so it kind of fits in. It was a nice yes,
1: movie. yes, that was cool. I love that end, man. I love that end with the when they all coincidentally run into each other on the train, and then she gets the feeling. They all yeah. get the feeling, like, man. That's a cool. Uh, that's a cool premonition. Yes, that's it bru- is. That's brutal.
0: Yeah. yeah, man. Then they kind of then they kind of freaking rip it off in the next movie. And it fails miserably but with the, with the later on having a premonition on top of another premonition. Like, <laughs> yeah. This... Uh, yeah. You're reaching, you know what I mean? It was just like, yeah, I've been there, done that. But anyway, part four, actually the final destination, <laughs> everything about the movie. This, wrong, the this,
1: this fucking thing when they love to not put a four in there, I bet I'm going to have the highest rating here. And I'll tell
2: you why I have the highest rating. One point. go to the fact if you watch this in 3D. Because if you don't watch this in 3D, I can understand being even more thoroughly annoyed based on just how it's presented to you.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? (laughs) I I was aware of that, and I was still kind of getting a little annoyed, but I was like, I'm not going to let this affect my rating because this is clearly meant for 3D. It's, like, ridiculous how how much this was meant for 3D. But uh, I didn't let it affect me. And at least it was only, like, an hour and 15 minutes of actual runtime, so it, it moved real quick.
0: That's one good thing. It was short. It was the shortest. and it, Yeah. Goodness. I watched it on 1.5. It still felt like a fucking eternity. Well, at yeah. 1.5, it should have been like a 15-minute movie for you. It, it, it still didn't seem like it. No. Right. I mean, and the thing is, with the 3D, it was such poor CG that it was just a fucking... woof. Uh, yeah. Man, <laughs> don't even bother with CG if, you're gonna, if it's going to look like it's... PlayStation 2 in It
2: is, I said it's a Hooten 3D, but this is a live action cartoon. It is crappy CG, there's nothing scary just batshit crazy kills and some really forced dialogue. I've got my eye on you.
1: It's so bad we're not even introducing this film. Sorry. Fuck this film. <laughs> I fucked up go ahead.
0: Go ahead. Right, Final
1: destiny. the Final Destination, 2009 directed by David Ellis. After a young man's premonition of a deadly race car crash helps save the lives of his peers, Death sets out to collect those who evaded their end. I love how the, the descriptions of each movie is exactly the same because they are, in, in essence, the same movies over and over. But. That's what I'm saying.
2: Uh, it's a uh, Friday the 30th, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Uh, and this one would be the part seven of the series.
1: Uh, this one, <laughs> this one's ridiculous because this one, it's, it's pretty much all asshole characters, and it's all stereotypes.
2: Oh, and it's
1: and it's racist as hell.
2: The forced nature of the premonition pisses me off. Hey, asshole, down in front and do 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 and all and everything else, and you're yeah, just Dixie. Like, you're yeah, like, tampons. Oh tampons. She's,
1: she's gonna put tampons in their ears. Yeah, <laughs>
2: it's like ah, oh, like, come on. Poor come kid. On. It. First, a those kids had to wear for the movie. B he had to say that dialogue. I'm not a NASCAR fan either, but oh, so evil. the whole oh. setup is kind of crazy. However, in three D, it's ridiculous. The best death and uh, that opening scene is and where it. the uh, Reese monkey guy falls back on the piece of wood, and it goes through the right. back of his head, out his mouth, because that comes right out at you.
1: But you just you just like anything where a guy gets wood in his mouth. Yeah, I love wood in the mouth, <laughs> and I
2: love, and I am a sucker for three D. So I will admit that if you don't watch this in three D, then it's like having all the kills edited. It's to that same extent. Of the fun being taken away from it, that's how it was meant to be presented, and this movie does not work in two D.
0: I saw this movie in three D right when it came out, and I still fucking hated it. As a matter of fact, I saw this movie, Final Destination or The Final Destination, <laughs> and Rob Zombie's H two on the same day, a double feature, unended. And then I went and I went. now here is the funny part: where I felt at the time was that Rob Zombie. By the time it got to Halloween, he had gotten worse with every movie. Like, Corpse's was my favorite. And then Rejects was good, not quite as much as Corpse's. Halloween, I wasn't particularly very fond of. So when I went into Halloween 2, I was expecting not to like it. Final Destination... I was on board with one. I was on board enough with two. I enjoyed three. I'm thinking this is more of the same. I'm going to go. I'm going to probably li- really like Final Destination. I'm probably not going to care too much for Rob Zombie's H2. Well, I went there, and the opposite fucking thing happened. I remember walking out and saying that. I'm like, man, I thought that I was going <laughs> to like this one and hate this one, and this happened. You know what I mean? And I saw it in fucking 3D, and I it didn't. I remember not being overwhelmed by the 3D. It wasn't as bad as Saw 7 3D, which is the worst 3D ever. But speaking of Saw 7, this is the Saw 7 of this franchise. And what I mean by that is Saw 7, I refer to as a knockoff Saw film. And it felt like a knockoff movie. It was like like a movie that you can go to a Redbox and rent. And it was trying to do everything that a Saw movie did but the movie sucked and it lacked in so many ways with the exception of having Jigsaw in it. But this is the same thing. It's like you can go to a Redbox and rent some fucking shitty movie with a different title and it will be like a knockoff Final Destination. That's wow. what this. you're
2: way too like. hard on this, I think. like This movie was pre- uh. meant to be fun. Yes, it's, it's, it's schlocky. Yes, it's a part four. Yeah, it's the same formula done over again. It's the weakest out of the whole series. I agree with all of that. But I give, it a, I give it over a passing grade because of the fact that it's a 3D ride and the 3D sells it. And there is still some fun to be had. At the end of the day, it's the weakest one. But really, it's a fast-paced rehash of the other movies.
0: Tell, Tell me, me about, about the kills. Tell me I about the th- kills that are memorable, like the other three movies. We've
1: I got about. Th- this. Is the one movie that has a kill that was done by one of the people because George, the security guard, actually killed the racist girlfriend by not allowing him to go back in to get her.
0: Wow, it happened so quick. But what the fuck? Tell me a kill. I mean, uh, you did tell me the three. Actually, the,
2: the, tire the tire decapitating the guy, the guy in the pool, uh, trying to get the stupid. Okay, that's the
1: guy in the I don't,
0: pool was interesting.
1: I didn't like that one. My favorite kill in this one, believe it or not, is one that most people hate. But I thought the setup was done so well. Maybe the actual kill itself is a little weak. But it's the the mom. I love the setup in the salon. I oh, thought that was I, a great setup. Well,
2: it's because it's too forced. It's to I got my eye on you. Should, if they wanted to sell that joke. The kids, before they go out, she's like, here's the money. Got kids, don't think I don't have my eye on you. They run off. She goes into the salon. Then her eye gets knocked out later. Because if it's going to be forced, you might as well set it up earlier. But it's probably one of the more effective actual deaths with the rock going yeah. right through her head her falling right back. Because she got killed right in front of her kids. Yeah, you yeah. hear them
1: screaming and stuff.
0: But I forgot about it till you just mentioned it. But I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, but the, they I went thought, back to the shit, dude. They I, fucking... thought the, I
1: thought the racist kill was stupid with that. I mean, the car just yeah. dragging it down the road on fire. Why did um, they throw
0: that in there? Did that racist thing even have to be part of it? It was just, just fucking racist. It
1: was a stereotype. It was a stereotype. It was a stereotype that, that NASCAR fans yeah. are racist rednecks, which I'm oh, sure. Oh, that's a lot true are. too. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I'm sure a lot are, but not everyone. <laughs> these <laughs> are all caricatures. These, yes. these,
2: these characters had no. There was no three dimension to any of these. This no, was really? a cartoon, and oh, uh, the only Crazy. three dimension was the effects. <laughs> like really, <laughs> at the end of the day, right. no. I, I. But for. How it's presented to me, I was okay with that. Then you said you hated the double premonition scene. I thought that was kind of interesting before they revealed it as a double pre- uh, premonition scene because she starts hey, hearing the guy's ringtone in there, and so she's starting to get premonitions. I thought that was interesting until you realize it was all just a guy's because
0: part of his
1: premonition. Why is
0: she fucking getting premonitions all of a sudden? When in all the other ones, only one person got the premonition. Oh. How come I mean, it's they again- get them? Well, I mean, no, 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 they, no! It just suddenly happened. She didn't start getting premonitions till the last act. Fucking yeah, you, stupid! You, you, Nothing you makes sense.
1: Can, you can play that off like yeah. just like Rory saw the um, the the hooks in part two, or like Clear feels what Alex feels. Like that's fine, but it's still a mess of a movie.
0: It's a premonition. It's a different thing. They took it a step further. I mean, a little thing is one thing, but that's a, everything about this film was just wrong. They just they they take things. And again, it's just like what they did in part two. All of a sudden, in the first fucking ten minutes of this film, supernatural is causing things to happen. You see screws fucking literally unscrewing themselves for no reason. Out. How hard is it's it to write Davis, something? This is the David Ellis syndrome. He did two.
2: Same thing's happening in four. Fucking it's not in 3D. Yeah, but this How is not what two was. I, I hear you. I hear you. This is franchise fatigue setting in. They injected it with 3D. I'm telling you, it's the reason to watch it. Whether you like it or not, that's your decision. Okay, dude, I've been trying to kill
0: myself all day and it can't work. What am I fucking watching? Come on, dude.
1: To to be honest, though, he was the best character in the film, George. At least he had some genuine uh, backstory and some emotional scenes. And I did like Nick, even though he's just an idiot version of Alex. It takes him way too long to figure it out. In fact, if it wasn't for George pulling up the surveillance cameras... At the track, when they went back, they never would have been able to figure out who was
0: next. That was you know? so ham fisted and forced. And, oh man, I it would was like been there my, I done it. Eat my, with, with eat my fist right. if
1: it was ham fisted. It were, it was ham fisted. Uh, yeah, I put some honey like, mustard it was like on that.
0: Jason Takes Manhattan. This is like Jason Takes Manhattan. That compared Jason Takes Manhattan to fucking parts one through four or something. That, that's what it feels like to me. Just I'll
1: take it a step further. It was honey-glazed, ham-fisted. <laughs>
0: well, wow, what's sweet about it? Tell me one fucking sweet thing about the film. Good God. Well, I think it's terrible. Uh, it's CG Snake. Oh, holy oh, fuck. All, I- all, those, all the premonitions
2: in 3D are, are, are laugh-inducing because they're literally cartoons.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, dude, how do they know who these people were? All these people are in the car wash. Remember, she sees water in this. Get the fuck out of here. I, and, they see water and they're calling them bowls and they're trying to do this and you know and nothing's explained at all. It's amateur hour. It's like yeah, some assholes watched lazy. somebody watched a Final Destination film and said, "Let's rip it off." And fuck, that's what I'm saying. It's like a knockoff movie to me, it's just like Saw Seven was. I mean,
1: this was definitely cool. a cash grab. It was like, okay, let's bring in the director. He did it. He'll come in. He'll do a quick, uh, quick shoot of this really lazy script because there's no development whatsoever here. There's no thought put out. It's really just a Watered down version of what of what these films are. are <sighs> supposed to I, I, man. Be.
2: You guys are really hard. To, it's a part four, and it is schlocky. I I don't hate it to the extent you do. I said I'm not high on this by any means, but I'm surprised you guys are. Uh, sounds I'm, like, not
1: ha- I, I'm not hating on it. I still enjoy it, and I would actually watch it again so because it's just such a quick movie. But so I yeah. But it doesn't have any sort of emotional connection or any sort of attachment for me watching it. It's like I don't care.
0: It's so blah. Then when, when I,
1: it I, I was going to so, get excited,
0: blah. it is blah. It's just fucking there. Is it, and I was actually going to get excited at one point when I actually thought that Lori died. The girl, I was like, holy fuck, they were going to kill her. And I forgot because I'm a dumbass and I had no memory. But I saw I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. And then Lori, this is what my note says. Lori died. It was cool, but dot, dot, dot. And it ended up being fucking a dream. It was stupid. We started over. Then they go back. So let's rehash and have another nail gun fucking used and kills. Let's do that for no fucking reason. And that whole thing at the end, the whole third act was just awful. With them and really when the, it's and when
1: he like, realizes oh. that it's the premonition again, he you know he snaps out of it, and George is just instantly killed again. They just dispatched George so quickly. It's like come on, he's the, the most likable character. At least have a chance for him to get saved. It's like oh he snaps out of it. He's like he gets flattened by an ambulance and it's like oh okay time for me to get to the movie theater i was typically i was pretty cool with all that my biggest beef was that the movie
2: that they're watching in 3d was look so shoddy and sounded so shoddy yeah i did it, it, i i just felt like couldn't they put a little bit more effort in the movie within the movie
1: that that was my big beef that's because you were wanted to watch that movie more than the other. Didn't Nick say he didn't want to go because it was a chick flick, yet it was it like sounded, an action yeah. film? <laughs> that yeah, what was, what? It sounded like
0: a chick flick. Oh,
1: it sounded yeah. like, yeah. yeah. It's like an action film with explosions.
0: And I, I don't know. Like I, I, I didn't even let Frankie watch it. I watched it. We're going to watch the whole thing this week. When I, I said, when it comes to part four, don't even bother. I'll watch it myself, and I'll watch it, and you don't even want to see the fucking movie. You know? You yeah, that's the way. I, There's that whole huh?
2: scene, too, that the guy's fucking the girl in the cabana. That and, Yeah,
0: I remember. I, remember I, I didn't remember what it was, but I remembered something else about this film. Two things about this fucking film. This is the only film they actually show sex gratuitously for no reason, which is completely unnecessary. And no Tony <laughs> Todd. No Tony, Tony Todd, Todd at all. No yeah. anything. It's a fucking knockoff. I'm telling you. Ugh. That's it. My I, notes
2: are done, too. I had the least amount of notes for this as well.
1: I had, like, no notes for this. I think Tony Todd might have been the voice of the movie within the movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he should was the leading have, man. He should have it. done that, actually. Be that, yeah, they're, two, they're idiots. Whoever made this movie, it was lazy. Part two was already lazy writing, like what I said. What they did here was like, we already know we had a lazy writer. It's like they just fucking, I don't know, locked himself in a room and did cocaine for three days and said, okay, let's do a script on the day we're coming down and get this fucking movie out. That that's the way it feels to me. Lazy I,
2: guys, fuck. I'm a huge Friday the 13th fan. You know this. But this is exactly what they did back in the 80s when they were making the Friday 13th movies. We got let's more of the software. same. Let's give them more of the same. And they got weaker and weaker as the series went on, essentially. With a couple of people, you know, figuring out, no, you know what, I did like this one more than that one. Oh, I like that one more than this one. Same thing with the series. I like three better than two. I, you know, one still see as a standout. This one is the weakest, but I'm not shitting all over it. I Six, six out of ten. Yeah,
1: I'm not. I'm not gonna shit all <laughs> over the director because the director didn't write either one of these, part one or part two. They actually do have a sim one writer who's the same. So I actually blame him because I liked part two, but this one just was lazy. The characters were one dimensional. The kills, I-, I liked some of them, but like nowhere near as good as as the other others in the in the uh, franchise. So I- I'm gonna give this one a uh, a five and a half.
0: Holy shit. I think it's terrible. There's, there's really nothing going for it. A couple kills, but everything they tried to do, they did wrong. They didn't talk about fucking Flight 180. They didn't have Tony Todd. Because they,
1: they had they- idiot characters who never even got to the point where they're going to research. That's where I mentioned it got lazy. There were no new theories on development. This was almost like a standalone lazy film. I'm, I give it the score. I give it because... I watched so many movies that are so much shittier, so I I feel like it's still a slightly above-average film. Yeah,
2: it clicks Mm. along, and it's a kill movie, and it worked. I I don't know...
0: Instead of getting visions, our lead character just gets fucking bad CGI fucking thoughts in his head. <laughs> Maybe that's why he couldn't awful. figure anything
1: out because he's getting CGI cartoons.
0: It's awful, and this is the case where <laughs> this is the case where I bring it up again. Am I harder on a movie because it's in a franchise? Maybe so. Maybe because I'm comparing it to what came before, where it actually made an iota of sense. Where this everything that it had going for in the other movies. They completely shit on here. It's so easy. The three of us can fucking write a better movie and produce a better movie. Just give us the budget, and I guarantee it's twice as good as this movie. But no, I hate this movie. I, the more I talk about it, I was thinking about going up a little bit. But now that I'm thinking, there's nothing. There's there's so few redeeming things about this movie that it's just piss poor. It's a knockoff. Three and a half. Fuck this.
2: Whoa. And I Whoa. got deja vu there. I was like, I feel like I've heard <clears> this before <throat> already.
0: That's <sighs> crazy. They said that in this Deja Vu. That, that's what they talked. Remember? Oh, Deja Vu. They talked about that in this fucking film, <laughs> Oh,
2: shit. You know what bothers me when people say, it's Deja Vu all over again?
0: Oh, I hate that. I Some know. One idiot said that once, and <laughs> it became this fucking thing. Just it. like the word, irregardless, doesn't really exist. And George W. Bush said it once, and everybody uses it. Oh, irregardless. What the fuck? The word doesn't even exist. Deja Vu all over again? Let's get happy. <laughs> I
2: give that saying a three th- and a half. The... <laughs> yeah, you hate that movie. I hey again. I watched it in three D again. I'm not gonna say it's great. I gave it a six. I gotta watch it again.
0: I'll never watch it again. <laughs> I can't stand it. I'll give it away. Patreon. Who wants it? I'll send it to you. No, no. Forget that. Because I have. It's it's one of the few. I'm not a completist normally, but I do have one through five. The only one I didn't have was three, and I ordered it on Prime, and I got it. The only reason I have this one. It's because they paid a dollar for all when Blockbuster was closing. <laughs> so I have one through five sitting on my on my on my shelf. So I'll keep it for looks. <laughs> oh man! But we'll speaking, have giveaways. On the shelf, so. Speaking of five. Speaking
1: right. of five, rock and Let's roll, man. Jump right into Final Destination Five from 2011, directed by Stephen Quayle. Survivors of a suspension bridge collapse learn there's no way you can cheat death. God. It's like deja vu all over again, reading that description.
3: <laughs>
1: Brilliant. Uh, Brilliant. Yeah, uh, that's why you're here. Because I've questioned it. I question, I question why I'm here every single day. You're not the only one. What makes you so special? <laughs> I'll start
2: because I want to. They looked at 4 and said, fuck this movie. And said, we're going to make a serious toned movie again. And I respect it for doing that. And it has a fantastic title sequence. And the 3D, the 3D is great again because I watched this one in 3D as well. And it's not snakes and craziness coming at you in CG. They took it serious and it is my second favorite film in the franchise. I'm
1: glad you you mentioned that title sequence though. Because that was like the first note I had is the opening title sequence. So well done.
0: Frankie knew exactly what it was when she watched it. She saw it and she goes like, that's all the kills from the franchise she said.
1: Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, you're yeah. Right <laughs> Dave talked about watching 1 and 2 back to back. If you watch 1 and 4 back to back, you get snakes on a plane.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm,
1: I'm sorry
2: I interrupted you for that. <laughs> that that's why I let you talk. Uh, <laughs> remind me never to do it again.
0: <laughs> well, there's a plane here too, and that's something. That's an, a bonus to this film. Oh. The two scariest things to me, like guys, the two scariest sequences in the, in this franchise, are the plane from part one and the bridge from part five. But the plane thing at the end, the fucking tie-in, is very scary again, and the aftermath is fucking chilling. Yeah that the I way agree, i feel i agree, I agree. Yeah, you I agree. know what i'm talking about cuz oh, yeah. they play that amazing song which is so perfect for any horror franchise that i guess it fits this franchise more than any because this this franchise is more um what's the word i'm looking for lighthearted compared to like a friday the 13th when they play ec dc if you want blood you've got it that is fucking perfect and it fits in you get those cheering moments you get that oh, oh my god at the end about how it connects then the movie ends then you get that great sequence of all the all the scenes and it wraps up a perfect series exactly well not perfect series wow. but it wraps up the series perfectly, I should say. and, and with the, with that song, if you want blood, you got it, which is awesome. And then that song ends and then they just show the sky and the smoke in it from the fucking plane explosion and it's fucking eerie and it creeps me the fuck out and blows me away for that reason. I're like oh. that, that that whole ending thing, what happens at the end, as soon as they get onto that plane to Paris and everything that happens from the last 10 minutes of that film, boosted the the film a whole fucking point for
2: me i would love it i I said it was possibly the most serious at least on par with part one Yeah, it's it's presented and there there are some things that are introduced that you feel why weren't things introduced more with the guy like almost like it was last act shit, and i kind of respect it for it because it's like we're gonna save this card we're gonna put it in our back pocket we're gonna just reveal it at the end where they use the, uh, well, maybe if they could jump death by actually killing somebody yeah, to, to get around it. I love that's that really concept. Cool. It's a cool they, concept. I think they marketed the film that that's what this was all about, and it's not really all about that. That's just sort of introduced at the end. Great characters, once again. You like them all. The progression is great. And then you have get some humdingers of death and yep. some great lines like yum, yum, dim, sum." <laughs> she starts talking to him in uh korean I, I i'm sorry maybe it's cantonese i don't know and it, do you come with subtitles Fucking, <laughs> i lost my
0: mind on awesome. that line awesome we all popped at that. me my wife and my daughter Fucking popped at that line you that, first, that first
1: kill though with uh with candace oh oh uh, i don't know how realistic it is. i mean her spine popped out no, my oh. spine popped down but they
2: did the best thing they could have done Saul Rosenberg they uh they followed it up with the detective and said how could you recreate this he's like no like yeah. he's pretty much I don't even know how this could have happened exactly. like that it was, was cool. such a great a great way to follow it up everything that led up here's what here's what I
0: like the teases that we got is it going to be this? Is it going to be that? They put the screw on the thing. You thought she was going to step on it. They played with the viewer for a bit, where you think, well, by this time you know what's going to happen. The water's going to do this. Is it going to be electrocution or this or that. And it ends up being none of that. I mean, they 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 tied in, but it was and then they used it afterwards. But they never did it that way before. So instead of being lazy with their writing, they were more creative this time. What a fucking novel idea. Let's add to what we already have instead of subtract from it. I
2: was like, wow. So oh, I, cool. I totally agree with you there. Yeah, and then and then you're right. I mean, it's taking what could have been a tired premise and injecting some new life into it. Yeah, is it the same thing? Two degree? Of course. It's part sure. of the franchise. But they did something novel with it. And- they add a cool element, like they did in part three
0: with the pictures. They did something here with different things and then the tie-in at the end. And I have to I'll have to give part four some credit because if they didn't give it that dumb name, The Final Destination, the reason they made this movie the way they made it is because that movie was called The Final Destination, meaning it's gonna be the final one. Where can you go from there? Let's make perfect sense and set this before part one prequel style. And not just do it simple, do it with a fucking reveal at the end. Yeah,
1: which was Brilliant. Like, like, yeah, i like, on you know, the cake. This new concept, this is where I told you I had a major issue with
0: something. But it, and works, it might just because it, it never comes back again, B. So it dies with this film. That's what's No, no, back. no, that's fine. But
1: within it, there's a, there's, there might be a huge mistake. Okay, so the whole concept is you kill somebody, you take their remaining lifespan.
0: And you death, could. Death that's gets what they say. There's no proof of that, though. That's just what they believe because of Tony Todd saying something in an assumption that was made. There's never yeah, actually but... proven. You live on. But guess what? What the fuck good did it do? Everybody yeah, goes no, down I'm, anyway. I'm, I'm,
1: like I'm, a, I'm under the impression that that's what happens.
0: Well, why? Can you give us a, a reason why?
1: Because Tony Todd, everything Tony Todd has said in, in all these films has been true. So I didn't get the impression that he, he lied. I feel like he knew this stuff because they always talk about him like he's some great oracle. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is Peter kills the uh, detective. So Peter takes the detective's life and then uh, Sam kills Peter. So Sam takes, does Sam then take the detective's life? He even questions it at the end.
0: We'd never know unless we saw how the rest of his life played out.
1: Well, that's the problem. If he took the detective's life and that's the impression that I got, that means he never should have gotten on that plane because the detective wasn't supposed to be on that plane. That detective was never meant to die. they are not
0: really talking about their life in the sense of their actual life. They're talking about their years and when they're going to die. Are like so you tell, so you're telling
1: me the detective also only had a few months left to live also? Like, I liked how they played with the character of Roy and Nathan. That was so cool! That yeah. was cool! Uh, that but was great. With, this, yeah. with this one, it, it kind of bothered me a little because if he took the detective's life, was it really going to be that short?
0: Why does that bug you? Who knows what death design is? Just because he's a certain age doesn't mean that death didn't already have him dying fucking two weeks from now in a car accident.
1: Who knows? But th- this is where I would have liked another premonition of
0: something. Hmm. It didn't even cross my mind. I, I guess I can understand where it's coming from. I didn't take it literal that way that you were taking it. It, it never not, crossed my mind. It's not There's affecting. Wrong with it's that,
1: not but... affecting my my ratings for this movie or even my thoughts on this film. I just thought to myself, what are some explanations that I could have? And you could be like, maybe that. Th- and you said maybe the theory is bogus to begin with. Maybe he didn't have long to live anyway. You know, two people can. Both have short-term lives, you know, and in this case, him and Roy. So I'm, I'm okay with that. I just uh, didn't know if you guys picked up on that or thought anything about it.
0: It didn't cross my mind that way. I didn't take it literally. Actually, it was just kind of an extra thing. That's one part of this film that I, I actually could have done without. I, I liked it for the gag of what you said about the reveal at the end with the guy and then, you know, how the thing drops on him with the plane. Yeah. The Great tie-in, great gag, and cool, another cool moment. You're like, yeah, but I think honestly they did, they did that just for that gag at the end, because this film wouldn't have been a bit different without that gimmick. They could have just treated it like every other film. So I guess in a way that could be construed as a flaw from, from a certain perspective. But for the gag at the end, it fucking pays off. Oh, that's
1: the thing. The gag at the end, I love it. I wouldn't have gotten rid of the concept, especially because I love the way the gag at the end works, especially the look on his face when he finds (laughs) out that Roy had a blood vessel that was going to pop any day. I'm like, oh, fuck. poor guy.
0: And I'm still on a serious mode because I just saw that plane explode again and the way it exploded, and it still fucking wigs me out. I'm just like... Wow, that's hor It's awesome at first because you see the tie-in and you're like, oh wow. You see the people arguing you're like, holy shit. And then you see that, ex- that explosion again. And it's actually worse than it was in the first part. I don't know it's, why. It it's worse
1: because you're watching uh, Sam burn up, which is horrifying. First you're watching him holding on to Molly trying to yes. save her. And it's yeah. so heartbreaking because you genuinely like these characters. They're going to start their life together, and she, right. he can't hold on to her. And then he's burning up, and you just see it's like you see the agony. Like it's a it's a really creepy scene. Like it that is. is, and it's oh. not a premonition. <laughs> it's them actually dying. <laughs> True. It yeah. That's, yeah
2: that too. That so that's too. <laughs> that's why it's like a del- it's like a sucker punch.
3: They inject some of the things like uh. the
2: fact that he's playing around with whether or not he wants to be chef. Or worker bee, right? I guess that's, I think, his uh, sort of internal conflict. And then they show him working at the restaurant, and a dish comes back, and they, you can tell the waiter's pissed because you know it's going to affect his tip. The head chef goes, let me taste. goes, the customer is an asshole. The dish is <laughs> Love that. I fucking love it because you respect the chef. You realize he's a good guy. It was just a great scene. You're like, just one of those added bonus scenes that really doesn't need to, need, need to be in this movie. But works and adds another layer. And then it also reinforces this whole thing about wanting to be a chef and that the, the whole apprenticeship is gonna be in Paris. Yeah. And
1: it it's reinforces that this is this is a talented young man team. who's who's actually doing good work. He's a good guy and he's 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 going places. So it's like you're getting behind him even more because you're like, oh okay, that his boss is even defending him, telling him what a good guy he is. Now, do you guys think Olivia after, you know, she gets out of the, uh, the laser eye surgery trap. Oh, my do you th- oh man, brutal. Do you think she tripped and fell out the window or do you think she Gordon herself? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: didn't she see that throw her out. So I think she Gordon
0: herself. Yeah. <laughs> she might've, she might've said, I can't live this way with a fucking scared up eye and deformed fucking. Uh, oh
1: man. I, I had to look know away. Yeah. I, I-, I- I'm not sick. Creep- oh, I'm not, I'm not
0: creeped out by eye stuff, but man, that was some. I am here. because they show the vein? That's like Texas Chainsaw when they do the close-up of the eye. I can't look at that shit. So, no, I can't do it. Either. On so many levels, this movie fucks with me because of the eye, because of the the opening with the fucking bridge, which is what a great opening with a guy getting tar on him and everything else and that guy we didn't bring him up that actor that guy from Krampus and he does other comedy and shit and like that. Dennis. that guy's great Dennis he's fucking great dude and you guys notice that this movie <laughs> this movie has a poor man's Tom Cruise um a poor man's Shannon Elizabeth and a poor man's Sarah Polly all in the same film 100% holy, sh-
1: holy shit you're absolutely right about all three of those I know, but man I know. <laughs> I don't know if I would say poor man Sarah Polly. Well, it's just that it... Right. I know what you mean, but yeah. Right. And I'll take that, that Shannon Elizabeth one. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they're not, they're not attracted by any means or anything like that, but I'm just thinking of the bigger stars and like, okay, let's get someone that looks like her. Let's get someone that looks like her and whatever.
1: <laughs> how about when Dennis That Tom, says,
0: Bruce, that about, to yeah. Tom Cruise. That guy looks like Tom Cruise. How about was- when
1: Dennis says uh, Isaac's name at the funeral? Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: And look, at, and that see that's something else—a little thing that they added. That little joke. And he goes, oh, yes. and that's, that would happen. Imagine if you were there, yeah. you're there with your coworkers, and they call it busted busting his balls too. You know, because he, he's, he's nervous about it. He's like I can't believe this. He, and he's like, ah, you're dead. And, and then then they bring it's the joke back later. Yeah, yeah, later. He's
1: like, wasn't he dead already? Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Just Little cool. nuances, man. That's see the, the comedy that, that they have, the humor in this works. Or in a movie like Part 4, it's fucking terrible comedy. That's it, it, the difference. It's just they, they do it right here. You know, They do just about everything right here. The only thing I could have done without is all that stuff with the gunplay at the end and that little chase and fucking this and then I'm going to take you and kill you and then I'm going to erase it and then I'm going to take your life and all that stuff. I, I kind of – that's the only complaint I have. I, I kind of tune out a little bit and I am necessarily – like you like it? I said I liked
2: it. I'm glad they back pocketed it because I, I, they could have easily made this whole movie about that. And I think they oh, just, they just sort yeah. of reintroduce it at the very end, not reintroduce it, introduce it at the very end for uh, just to give the ending a little bit more uh, of a climax before we get the capper of the
3: plane.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That's true. They, they did do something. I just it didn't overwhelm me, and I wasn't sure if I was buying the uh, the years thing and if I even cared. But I, it worked for that gang. I just. I don't know. But the kills were good. That's what—that's what that's what we are here for, you know. They're yeah, all. Yeah, I was.
1: I was buying it. That's why I questioned that whole thing earlier. But, you know, I like that because at least you know they're introducing another new concept. They're adding to it, whereas you know part four added nothing though. It. It just was a lazier version of of the previous films and with terrible characters.
0: Yeah. You know what I think? Uh, as I'm watching this film, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm being impatient. I'm like. Let me get to the kills, and let me get to the end. Because that's the stuff that I love. So I think maybe I don't give it my, my full attention when I when I, when I I should. You know what I mean? Because I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, man, I can't wait to get to that part with the, with the when they get on the plane and shit. That's badass. That
1: end <laughs> blew my freaking mind the first time.
0: Right, I- and I'm watching it with Frankie, and I want to see her reaction. You know what I mean? Like- and she, she didn't pick up on any of it? She didn't have... That at never... the end, like when I did, when I saw them on the plane and the fight break out, and she was like, oh. Yeah. No, but and you know." What, what
1: what the crazy yeah. thing is, because he's talking about going to Paris the whole I movie. Know. But and I'm it, but I I'm thinking that this time. I, yeah, but the, I never thought the first time I saw this movie, mm-hmm. I never once thought, oh, okay, it's connected to Paris in part one. No, oh, no. I was just thinking because he's a, he's a chef. Of course, you know, chefs want to go study in Paris.
2: Yeah. No, it was really well done.
1: And it was yeah, funny because my
2: daughter watched... My younger daughter watched the first one with me. And then just happened to come in when I was finishing this one off. Oh. And she saw me wearing the glasses. She like, what the hell are you watching? I'm like, oh, it's the, the last final <laughs> destination. I go, come in, watch this. And she's like, why aren't they getting off the plane? I'm like, they don't have anything to do. They don't know what's going on. She's like, what do you mean she, they don't know what's going on? Because she didn't see any of the setup. And then the plane explodes. And I'm like, no, it's a whole new cast of characters that were fun. She was like. That's awesome. <laughs> Describing awesome. it, she thought it was full awesome.
0: Head ex-
1: full head explosion. <laughs> yeah. full plane
0: explosion. Full
1: plane explosion. New re- new ratings. Full plane explosion.
2: <laughs> now now here here's the the capper. This movie is very good. The end part is what propels it a little bit more above. So you need sure. the first movie for it to work. Yes. So at first Yes. I, I agree had, with that. I, at first, I had this. Actually tied with my rating for the first one because I liked it like that. But then I said, you know what? I have to be honest here. If you take away that ending, I said that it would probably lower my lower my rating just a bit because that's what just propels it. You're like, oh fuck yeah! Mm-hmm. So I, I I took off a quarter rating and I I had. But those are my two favorites for sure. Final Destination yeah. One, Final Destination Five.
0: Yep, me too. Me too. Me, me three. What do you give it? I'll I'll tell you, uh, seven and a half.
2: That's my rating. And I was seven point seven five.
0: And I'm
1: seven point seven five (laughs) as well. So the only one we were really kind
2: of off with is four. And you and I, you and I weren't that. Yeah, Dave just. Yeah, Dave
0: just. I just shit all over. I just, I I just really. Dave went
1: all Freddy's dead on it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I went all Saw Seven on it. The same way I feel about Saw Seven. When I like a series and I like where it's going, and then someone comes along and makes a movie, they get the same budget and they and, and that's their output, and, and and it feels like a knockoff. It just it just angers me. It's like, oh yeah. come on, man! I was I was enjoying I was enjoying the ride, and then this happened. So how would you rank them? I mean, we know that you said one in five. Obviously, I'm I'm the same way with one in five. Uh, oh, mine's one five three two four. That's mine too. It's been that only for years. Yep. And what mine's one. Be?
1: Mine's one five two
0: three four. All right. Pretty close. Pretty fucking close, man. You know. You're the <laughs> franchise, you motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Next show is not going to be a franchise. We've done so many in a row. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna catch up on some 2018 movies because I don't know about these guys, but I'm I'm much more behind than I want to be. So I'm gonna watch a, a 2018 movie one a day until I record next. That's my goal. Am I going to? We'll see.
1: I'm watching four a day. <laughs> <laughs> four a day. <laughs> I might just do it too because I'm no, fucking nuts.
0: No, I'm not. not doing it. I'm not. That. I'm not. I'm not. I probably come to don't. me and and so I'm planning on watching, and I'll tell you whether you should bother or not. How's that? <sighs> He said, we'll come to him, game. not on him. Right. I don't get... um, no, excited that
1: thanks, Christian, for that. You just killed my erection. Perfect. Glad I could help, Dave. <laughs> thank you.
0: Thank you. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, 2018 film. We're going to catch up on maybe it might be similar to what we did. What did we do What was show? that? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to... uh,
1: maybe so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm fucking melting over here. um I think a
1: Triple R show.
0: Yeah, I think in March we talked about 2018 m- movies, like the first quarter, and now we're more than halfway. We'll talk about some. We'll do some Triple Rs, a lot of them. We'll talk about 2018 films and whatever. We're going to have some film. We're just going to kick it, not get into a franchise for once. But we pretty much have the rest of the year uh, wrapped up. We, we've discussed. Pretty much what we're gonna do, what franchises we're gonna do. There's gonna be at least three more, so that's good. And you know, we have some other plans. But next show we're having some fun. So I mean, we always have some fun. But next show is gonna be a little bit more of a informal type atmosphere, if you will. Sounds awesome yeah yeah I'm looking forward to it. so 2000... too <laughs> what was the noise I made? What was it? I was like Merch. apparently
1: apparently you're goat boy now.
0: <laughs> now I'm fucking black <laughs> Nice. Well, thank you, everybody. We love you guys. You're awesome. Keep uh, keep doing what you're doing and
1: and y'all just be careful out there.
0: Oh, a little Tony Todd action, huh? A little candy man. That was cool the way they ended up and they showed him there and then that thing. That was fucked. I liked that, man. Yeah. That was cool. But anyway, yeah, uh, guys, please uh, continue to subscribe to the show, <laughs> share the show, rate the show, give us some ratings on iTunes, uh, Apple podcasts, do what you can do. Retweet us. We appreciate it all, man. You know? So tell your you friends, say, yeah, tell your family, tell your ophthalmologist.
2: Tell everybody it's, you know about the show, whether they like horror or not. Pass it along,
0: right? And if they don't like podcasts and they have an iPhone, just go to the po- just tell them to go to the podcast thing and give us a five star rating blindly. I don't care. <laughs> well, take them, it.
1: Tell them to give us their money blindly.
0: Yeah, hook it up on the Patreon. We got more going on there, so why not? You know, even if half of you give us it, all your money, <laughs> all your money. Yeah, if half of you guys gave us a buck. And did the freaking dollar all access. Because we know how many people listen to the show. That would make a, a tremendous deal. We'd have better equipment. We'd be able to spread the word more. There'd be more we do. We're not going to be like the other podcasts that say, oh, you guys help us keep the lights on. No, no, you really fucking don't. The lights would be on even if nobody gave us a penny. We would still <laughs> be here podcast. You ever listen to podcasts and they say to us, thanks for enabling us to do this podcast. No, no. If you didn't have any Patreon subscribers, you'd still be sitting in your fucking basement talking on a mic. So don't give me that shit. At least we're honest with our listeners.
1: Well, help support us so we can get Christian a new sock. Uh,
0: goodnight, so, yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night,
1: everybody. Good night.